What's good, Footy Culture fam? My name is Matthews, aka Matt, aka Matozinho. And boys, if you didn't notice, I have someone different with me on the couch. Yeah, special guest in the Hello. building, man, like Jason, aka the soccer pilgrim. What's up? Bro? Hey, how's it going? I'm uh, happy to be here. Kind of surreal. Like I was telling you guys off camera, I'm like, I'm so used to this, mm -hmm. like <laughs> on YouTube, on Instagram. Like, oh, it's a real set. <laughs> yeah, it's a real set that's in my basement. <laughs> made it. Yeah, once you again, we got the regulars, man, like Jimmy. What's going on? And man, like Kinto. Who it is? The boys over here. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yeah, <clears throat> before uh, we get started, just uh, give us like your background, how you got into footy. Yeah, what made you? How you got into the teams you support and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Just how you fell in love with the game. Mm. Oh, um, well, I'm born and raised in Montreal. Um, mm -hmm. My parents are Korean, and growing up, it was like. Man, growing up, my parents made me do like 10 things at once. So like, <laughs> well, like piano, bro, guitar, <laughs> all that. It was li literally like I went to church, uh, French tutor, English tutor, Korean Jeez. school, math, swimming Jeez. lessons, uh, <laughs> soccer, Damn. among many things. Damn. And I hated it all. Even <laughs> footy, I hated it because I was like, oh, it's just a chore, right? Yeah. Like, why would I want to do this? Mm -hmm. and then in high school, so I stopped playing at like 12. But then in high school, around 16, uh, my high school friends were really into it. They're all like AC Milan fans, Manchester yeah, United yeah. fans, and they're from the Middle East, most of them. Yeah. And the way I saw them interact with the game and how they loved it made me like fall in love with it. That's mm. dope. Yeah. So then at that point, we decided to go play pickup. We we're 16. So we went throughout the city in Montreal just to mm -hmm. play pickup soccer. And that's when I fell in love because I realized I was like, oh, at pickup sessions, there'd be a team. It'd be like a Haitian team, a Senegalese team, an Algerian team, mm -hmm. a Vietnamese team, mm -hmm. and they all had their own style. And right. I was like, this is so much fun. Jeez. Yeah, so that's how I fell in love with it. Um, I, because I was new, I didn't know what clubs to support. I didn't yeah. understand the culture behind footy. Mm -hmm. So I like, I just started watching Real Madrid because mm -hmm. they just signed Ronaldo, Kaká, Benzema. Oh, last summer. Yeah. Crazy, 2009. crazy summer. 2009, yeah, yeah. Chabi Alonso, they signed. Like I had been watching casually, mm -hmm. but then I was like, okay, I, I got to support a club. So yeah. like Real Madrid, they're signing all these superstars. So that was easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was really easy. And then like, I would have to say around, maybe like two years later, I started noticing, learning about Liverpool and mm -hmm. what they're about. I went on YouTube. I saw Steven Gerrard and like that comeback in Istanbul. Mm -hmm. Classic. And, then, and I love what Liverpool are about because, you know, Real Madrid was like Hollywood. Like, yeah. Flashy, yeah. you know? But... Liverpool, I was like, oh, this is like a real community. Mm -hmm. It reminded me what the Montreal Canadiens were like when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, this is what the city's about, working class. And then Montreal Canadiens, well, not the same anymore. <laughs> so, uh, tickets are way too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then I got into Liverpool. And then that year was, I started really watching when they had Raheem Sterling, Luis Suarez. Sturridge. Oh, uh, okay. Sturridge. SAS. Yeah. I remember Jeez. Stuart yeah. Downing, who was just like, and Andy Carroll. Those awful Andy kids, Carroll. Bro. And that's, when, that's when I started watching him. Especially Luis Suarez, because I remember him. I remember him in a 2010 World Cup, mm -hmm. and he killed it. Oh yeah, and he bites people. I was like, yeah. who's this guy, man? I was like, who's this guy? This guy's a savage. And that's it. So I was like, watching you know Liverpool from a distance, and then I think when Real Madrid fans started booing Ronaldo, I realized, oh, these fans kind of suck. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm Real Madrid fans, I'm not sorry. You guys suck. Like, <laughs> boring, like spoiled, man. Ooh. And then even Liverpool fans are kind of spoiled too, if we're being honest. At least now. now At least now, are, yeah. yeah. But they kind of deserve it because they were yeah. so garbage for yeah. years. So, yeah. So, I became, I guess I lean more Liverpool. And my friends call me a bandwagon. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Like, uh, maybe next year I'll be like an AC Milan fan. I don't know. <laughs> At the end of the day, you love footy, footy you know? Yeah, that's and, it. like, it's what it's all about, you know? You find the love for a team. 
you know, it might not be the team you want in the beginning, but then, you know, you fall off another one. What's wrong with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. But uh, the way I rationalize <laughs> it now is that I'm all in with CF Montreal. Honestly, yeah, that's like, what you're local, right? Yeah. But that's it. That's the one club that can really mess with me emotionally, mm. which they have. <laughs> <laughs> like, I started watching them, I think, 2014 or 15. I took them seriously because mm-hmm. that's when they got Drugba. Yeah, true, yeah, true. But true. my favorite player of all time is Nacho Piatti. Yeah, yeah. Legend. legend. You don't like Montreal legend, so silky. Man. So silky, but he has this weird way of dribbling where it looks like he's about to lose the ball, but yeah, he doesn't yeah, lose yeah. the ball. <laughs> like I yeah. how do you defend that? Well, that's <laughs> it. It's like, okay, I'm gonna step, and then that's what you he wants you to do. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I have a soft spot for Piatti. I get emotional when I talk <laughs> to him. Nice. I love that guy. I know in Italian his name means plates. I just, I yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that's kind of I guess my footy story. Like uh, oh, mm-hmm. in terms of watching, well, playing, I I played double A, but I hated it. Yeah, because the club I played for was my local club, uh, La Salle Rapids. Mm-hmm. The team I was with, it was very clicky, and they knew each other since they were kids. So I was uh, like an outsider, okay. and it was uh, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like they're nice guys, I just didn't didn't vibe with them. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but I played my entire life in the Montreal Korean League. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. a thing. Sick. Yeah, yeah. when well, not. Since COVID, the league's dead. Yeah, because <laughs> no no one wants to organize anymore. Yeah. But, but it was fun because there was this one team of older dudes, uh-huh. and they all played semi pro in Korea and Japan. Really, that's yeah. sick. Like there's one guy we call him Spartan. His, Spartan, <laughs> yo, he's like in his 30s, but he's jacked. Yeah, and he's like a personal trainer, and yeah. he does like those Ironman competitions where oh, they like shit. pose oh, and stuff. Yeah, this guy has Ronaldo's body. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> so he sprint past me, and I'm like. Well, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this, is this guy's fast for his build. Yeah, so like you're trying to go shoulder to shoulder, you just yeah. bounce off him. And I'm oh like, my yeah. gosh, man. Yeah, it was you know, fun days. What, <laughs> fun what, days. what position you let you play? Uh, anywhere on the wing, left yeah. or right. So yeah, I could yeah. play. For a long time, I played on the left wing, so I like to cut in. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You right footed or left footed? Uh, right footed. Right, right footed. Okay, okay. But then, uh, on my seven to side team, we had this dude. His name is Joey. He's mm. Fantastic, really good player. Shout out Joey. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my teammates, uh, whatever. But, <laughs> uh, but like, he went on left and then I went right. So I played more right wing the last mm. few years. Mm. And now I'm seeing myself play more defense. Mm. Which I don't. <laughs> really, yeah? So from winger to defense. But the, Sounds like someone I know. Tell you about it, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, know, I know how you feel, man. But I don't mind because for me, it's like, I don't care what position I play. I better be the best at that. Exactly. Oh, that's okay. my mentality. Yeah, yeah. Same you. with me. Yeah, so. Wait, what position you guys play? Me? Uh... I don't know. Like, I like playing like anywhere in attack, really. So like mm. on the wing, just mm. behind the striker, like anywhere where, where I'm involved in like the build of the attack, and then possibly assisting or scoring. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Super nice. I started guys? off as a winger, as yourself, <laughs> and now you're a fullback. <laughs> and now I'm slowly. I went seven, playing uh, center back, center back, CDM, <laughs> center mid, right back, goalkeeper. So mm. You failed as a winger. Is that what? <laughs> I guess my pace went down, yeah. man. Oh, no. Got injured as, he got, as he got older, he started shifting center field. The center man got him no. slower. Now he's uh, but no, I, I like I like mid mid's playing. I like playing center mid right that's in the middle fun. on the little eight roll. Mm. Oh, that's fun. That's eight fun six. Position. You know, I like to I like to get into t- tackles. I like to go in hard. Mm. Slide tackling is one of my favorite things. Studs up, oh, studs okay. up, man. <laughs> I respect that. And then okay, just yeah. like you know, giving that last pass to to a player, you know. I just get, I get that motivation like from a good pass, you know, I, or I get like I get happy when I get a good pass. Like yeah. to me, scoring assisting is like not the same for me giving a good pass. I'm mm. I'm kind of there now. Yeah. I'm starting to appreciate assisting goals where you uh-huh. give that like you see the pocket and you just thread it. Yeah, in. Mm-hmm. You're exactly. just like Yeah, your your guy's like, oh my god, look at my goal. I'm like, yeah, but you wouldn't be there without exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what about yourself? There yeah. you go. 
Well, me, that's <laughs> natural born nine. <laughs> natural <laughs> born nine. <laughs> natural born nine. Right, right, right down to center back. Sometimes left bench. Yeah. There you go. Those are like my three uh, three main positions. De- depending on the day, you know? Depending who we're facing. Depending who we're facing. <laughs> that's fair. Wait, so you guys playing a league together? Yeah. Yeah, we play so indoor, a, outdoor. Yeah. We're, we're going to be starting a league indoor soon, so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be filming a lot more content for that, too. I'm People excited. used to like that. We used to like our, our indoor content, so. Yeah. And now that we, you know, we're more used to filming, I think it's going to be better, so. Yeah. That's good. Because we were supposed to have, like, something filmed for outdoor this past season, yeah. but. It was a mess. It was a mess. I think we had, <laughs> we a, lost, we like, had like, every we game. Had a full team, like, once. Yeah. And, oh, and our goalie showed up, like, twice. Our goalie so showed up two like, games, and the rest of the games never showed up. It like, was one of those where it's, yeah. like. So we're just, just like playing off. with like nine, ten players at a time. Oh boy! Yeah. Like we're lucky if we have like one Sometimes or two. Sometimes eight. Oh boy! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Indoor, indoor, we're back. Indoor's a lot better. It's like yeah. five people, six people, whatever it is, yeah. and it's like and you're good. Wait, but isn't seven aside? Like, why don't you play seven aside in the summer? Is that not a common thing here? No, it's not. Mm, not really. Oh, really? Maybe, no. maybe we should look for a seven aside. Yeah, I have, like we haven't. We can actually get seven guys yeah. to show up to a game. I find eleven yeah. aside more fun. Yeah, like yeah. in the summer too, playing yeah. outdoor. Like it is more fun. More fun. Seven I think, aside, right? I think in the winter is nice. Even like, uh, I think I've seen nine aside before. Yeah, nine. nine I play nine aside indoor. Okay, and it's very nice. It's a lot of fun. Cause like for me growing up, besides eleven aside, mm-hmm. it's always been futsal, five aside, or seven aside. Okay. So lot, like. Throughout, I think the one thing that was consistent because I pick up soccer in Montreal is always seven aside. Mm. Wow! But see. then they'll cram like nine dudes in there, which yeah. become, it's the worst. <laughs> but it's always seven aside. That's the culture. Yeah, and uh, I like it because it's like a mix of eleven aside and five aside. Exactly, right in the middle, sweet spot. And you get a lot of ball time. If yeah. you don't get ball time, you're doing something wrong. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? And I think it's just different here. It's like you don't see too many pickup things coming up oh, no? around here no there's not many pickup there's not and much there is, maybe, maybe we're just not looking in the right places maybe that's what it is but i mean maybe I think we here. would notice i think maybe in the city you might be in able the city to more often probably more, yeah. but i think mm. just because of where we're located we're located i think Vaughan. it's a lot more like league based and not as much pickup based that right but sense, hey yeah. that's something we can change yeah right. yeah we wanted to look into doing something like that maybe we do our, our own thing maybe because we don't really have like organized like no. pick up pick up right mm-hmm. more so just like show up at the pitch Call a few guys, get something going. You know, yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Nothing like too organized. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Because yeah. like, you know, grow up, growing up in Montreal, it was there are the parks where you mm-hmm. knew that there will always be people playing. Mm-hmm. So there's one park I used to go to called um, Kent Park, which they changed it to Martin Luther King Park. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's a rough park. Like it's, it's really hood. It's a rough <laughs> park. <laughs> but it was fun because it, I mean, the one thing that sucked was be like five teams waiting to play. Mm-hmm. The rules was 10 minutes, two goals. Okay. First to two, yeah. First to two, and if not, like after ten minutes, whoever You're both out. Or no, if you if it's one nil after okay. ten minutes, you stay on. Okay, okay. Mm. But then sometimes, like if it's a draw, mm-hmm. some parks. This is where it varies from park to park. Some parks do penalties. Oh. Other parks, uh, the winner goes off, and other parks, the winner stays on. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. So it varies from park to park. So you can tell like the different teams that usually play in this one park, mm-hmm. and then they go to the next park. They don't. And then the when they're asked to get off, they're like, "Why are we getting off?" Yeah. And then there's a thirty minute debate. And then it's just wasting more time. And I'm just like, oh, I hate this. That's why I, I can't do it anymore. I'm like, I don't yeah, want to wait. It gets too annoying because some people are just too much. And like, man, I can't handle this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it was, uh, I used to go a lot when I was like 19, early 20s. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, I just want things calm, organized. <laughs> I just mean, want, no problems. No and problems. Just, just play it, right? Yeah, that's it. But that's cool. Like you have that culture over there in Montreal. That you, you know, a lot of five-a-side, seven-a-side culture that's like runs around. Like yeah. here we don't have 
much. It's tough to find. Like, there's leagues really that is. you can sign up for and pay, you know, premium to play. But, but like, like there's leagues there's, everywhere. But I feel but like yeah. there's no like like culture behind it. Like I feel like the five aside, you know, outside, mm. like you're saying, there's more cultures. You know, it's like more. I don't know. Leagues just not the same. It was yeah. it was fun. It's like um. Because there'd be guys that I would see every Saturday or Sunday. Right? And then you Whenever get to know them. You get to know them. And then you knew when it was Ramadan because they'd just be quiet on the pitch. <laughs> nobody, no one during Ramadan. But like, uh, it was fun because I remember when I used to play this one field. It's um, near Metro, I forget the name. It's near Metro Frontenac. Mm-hmm. And that's where they used to, it used to be an old baseball stadium that they tore down. That's now it's sick. like two seven-a-side pitches. Oh, that's so it. sick. Like there's no remnants of the baseball stadium anymore. Wow. There's just a plaque mm-hmm. saying like, um, Used like to be a, used to be a baseball. Field. De <laughs> okay, it's Park De Lorimier. That's what it's okay. called. Mm. And I used, I remember this one guy he used to wear uh, in Inter Milan Figo jersey. Jeez. His name is Farouche. Incredible dribbler. But after the third or fourth game, he would gas out because his dribbling <laughs> would be sloppy. Yeah. And everyone just knew it was like, wait till he gasses out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's this one African team where they're all from, I think Guinea. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were really good because they were big dudes mm-hmm. and they were just hilarious. They would just banter. <laughs> That's just, so funny. Because I was a young guy, they'd call me garçon. They're like, oh, <laughs> garçon, garçon, yeah. garçon. But they always garçon. got under my skin and then they find that funny. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I'm not insulting you, but you're pissed. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. don't condescend, <laughs> man. It'll throw you off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a sensitive 16-year-old. Leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, that's sick though. I hope we have something here like that soon. Yeah. Seven aside, I always think that's fun. Five aside, seven aside. It's like you could show more of your ability. Yeah, yeah. Way you get the ball more often as well, right? Yeah. So, I always, I've always liked that. Even when I was a kid, I used to play in a, a Spanish league, which is like a five aside mm-hmm. downtown mm-hmm. around there in Toronto, and you can just you, a lot of ballers in those leagues too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Dribblers. you got to be very technical to be in those leagues, yeah. especially and indoor, right? Yeah, especially indoor, and no kick and chase. You notice indoor. who's who, who, who played in those leagues, how they play. Like this guy yeah. definitely played like in a five aside or you know thing like that, but. It's just that small space. I always loved it better. Same, because yeah. like you learn how to deal with the pressure. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you just assume you don't have time on the ball. No, because you don't. No, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, wait. W- by the way, what are your ethnic backgrounds? I'm curious. Because for whatever reason, I assumed you're all Italian. No, <laughs> not even close. What do you What do you think he is? What do I look like? I mean, I have yeah. the jersey. You must be Brazilian. So I'm, <laughs> half, I'm half Brazilian, half Polish. Mm. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's not so. bad, eh? I'm Ecuadorian. Ecuador. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Full Ecuadorian and then Canadian as well. Obviously. Yeah, All right, cool. Italian, Canadian, Croatian, Scottish. I'm like uh, you're just Canadian. Mixed breed. I'm pretty <laughs> much. I'm pretty much Canadian. But yeah, one and of you're those Korean, ones. right? Yeah, Korean. Yeah. yeah. Are um, your parents born there? Or? Yeah, born. Yeah. Um, my parents had a, my dad at least had a crazy story. Like uh, he was born in 1944. Oh, so like Japan still colonized Korea, and apparently my family lost everything through Japanese uh, colonization. Oh, shit. And then he was six years old when the Korean War broke out. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he would just tell me all this PTSD. I'm like, that's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Thanks. And when he, <laughs> and then when he was 23, he fought in Vietnam. He was oh, in the army. That's crazy. He was in the Korean army. And then the Korean government was like, we're looking for volunteers to go fight in Vietnam. And my dad was like, I'll go. I'm Damn. Like, so that's why when I was a kid, he was like, no toy guns. I'm like, mm. as an adult, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, oh, <laughs> that that makes sense now. That makes sense now. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. That's a. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. That's so, sick, though. That's crazy. so, yeah. And I asked him, I was like, why did you choose Canada, not America? Yeah. Yeah. Like, America, you make so much more money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was like, I just want an easy life. Yeah. So I, I came here and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, why Montreal? He was like, back in the days, it was the biggest city, the coolest city, very European. 
He's like, now I don't. Yeah, that's true. He's like, now I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't like it's it. It's gone yet. to shit. <laughs> yeah, it's the politics got weird. <laughs> no, same with my parents. They came from Ecuador as well. Oh, yeah, okay. And I asked them too, why Why Canada? Why not America? Yeah. Same thing. Quieter here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, ever since that, I'm glad we're here in Canada. Yeah. yeah. And now we're all here together. Isn't this beautiful? There you <laughs> go. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> you were mentioning before, uh, so Liverpool, yeah, Madrid are your favorite teams, yeah. pretty much. Montreal and Montreal. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Liverpool or Madrid live? I watch Madrid live. Madrid live, eh? Um, At the Bernabeu. Yeah, yeah. It was damn. It was Zidane's first game back as coach. Remember, oh, shit. they had Lopetegui, and then yes. they yeah, had yeah, Solari, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then Zidane came back. I remember the starting lineup because uh, I just I'll never forget that day. <laughs> it was. I remember. Okay, I'm gonna start from scratch. I was in the Metro. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there was like few people with like Madrid jerseys. And I was like, okay, I'm at the right direction. <laughs> and then next thing you know, the entire metro is filled with just like white jerseys. Jeez. I get out, people are singing. It was just like A everyone from around the world came for Real Madrid. That's sick. And I, I was lucky because I got tickets because there's a girl I knew back in university. And her family are Madridistas. They had, oh, they had oh, a membership. Oh, yeah. they have uh, season tickets. That's it. So I used her membership to get tickets. Oh, and it was like a really, it's already a discounted price. Damn. And I was sitting, I didn't realize how good my seats were because I was like, you know, what? I'm going to save up X amount of money to go to this game. Yeah. And I'm sitting like right next to that VIP section where all the players' families. Damn. Know. And I was like, right next to them, I'm like, oh, that's Marcelo's like family right no there. No It's like, I'm not even kidding. I'm yeah, like, that's, that's his crazy. kids. And the starting lineup was Courtois, Carvajal, Ramos, Varane, uh, Odiozola, Modric, Cruz, Casemiro, Bale, Benzema, Isco. Mm. And it was Celta Vigo. They won 2-1. And I got to say, Madrid fans, boring. Really? Wow. really Boring. Like, yeah. no singing at all? Like Just the ultras. Just the really? Ultras. Wow. At least in my section, because yeah. everyone's just kind of there watching the game. Yeah. And they have, like, these expectations. Like, you better entertain me. Yeah. Mm. They, they had that vibe. Damn, wow. So I was a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. That definitely sealed my, like, eh, about Madrid. Yeah. yeah. I had I got tickets to Liverpool, then the pandemic hit. Oh, oh shit. So my only Premier League experience was like two years prior when I went to West Ham game. Uh-huh. West Ham, eh? West Ham was good. Yeah. That's those are proper fans. Jeez. Yeah. It's always like the mid mid to low teams tier teams that are, you know, have so much passion for the team. Because mm-hmm. yeah. everyone is there. They're there because they love the team. Exactly. They're not there because they're like bad successful player, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh I watched Lanzini play. Ooh. Faguli. <laughs> I was funny because the dudes next to me they were just like they hated Faguli oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like why isn't he going up they're like you know that thick East, East London accent yeah um, <laughs> probably hell <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like but when I walked in everyone just stared at me they're like what are you doing here and really? I was I was just waiting to get racially abused or something Yeah. but yeah. then I realized that they're just like no we just don't get tourist in this section oh, interesting and they're all we're all locals everyone who sits here are local they've yeah. been coming for like for time yeah. and this is the year when they just moved from Upton Park to the Olympic Stadium. Oh, okay. so I was asking everyone, it's like, how do you like the move? They're like, we don't like it. We, no. It was more intimate. We we're close to the pitch. Mm-hmm. We knew that if oh, we true. said something and sang, it would influence the outcome. Yeah. And now it's it, too big. Like, like for Olympic Stadium, I was close, but they were like, this, you could have been closer if it was at the old stadium. And I was like, oh, okay. So I felt like I missed out. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I mean, they played West Brom and then West Brom equalized the 95th minute. Jeez. And I remember they had subbed on Tom Carroll and the entire stadium would just went, oh no. <laughs> and Stop. Hilariously enough, West Brom, I forget who scored, oh but the guy gosh. who scored for West Brom mm-hmm. 
uh, Tom Carroll was supposed to man mark him, mm-hmm. but he was too oh. slow to keep up. Oh my god! And so oh all the fans god. around me, he's like, "You see, you see," and I'm like, "Oh, I see." <laughs> then I left the stadium, and there was a fight outside. Oh Stop. shit! Yo, I was like, I had the full Premier League experience. Did you get involved? Bro, I was in the middle of it. <laughs> like, I didn't want to be in the middle of it. Like, I was at a it's mall. like trying to get out of the crowd. Like, excuse me, excuse so, me. The worst part, I was wearing a burgundy jacket, so I looked like a fan. Oh yeah. <gasps> so like. <laughs> like these, this one dude was like six foot five arguing uh-huh. with three dudes in, like over there and then at some point security is just kind of blocking him to control traffic and then the security just like alright you guys can go now I'm like yo they're, they, they're just fighting and then they do kinda, your job they kind of met at each other I was in the middle I'm like oh, no. <laughs> no oh my gosh yeah, so that was a fun experience that's crazy <laughs> that was a fun experience yeah I mean I went to Barca Stadium Camp Nou oh nice and it was it was live it was live they faced Villarreal Oh wow! Okay, yeah. yeah. So it was a good game. That's a good, good game. game. And Lewandowski was playing. This was last couple months ago, October. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. I went to go watch. I went on a little soccer tour. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Tour. So I went to. That was one of the games. And man, like, what a stadium, dude! What yeah, stadium. massive. Eh? And like you were saying, the Madrid fans weren't singing, bro. Barcelona fans, everyone was singing. Yeah, everyone. Oh, you wow. had you had like the ultra starting it. Yeah. But then like everyone just got involved, and everyone was up. Everyone was singing. I was like, this is what it's about, man. Yeah. I got goosebumps when I walked in. I was like, holy smokes. Especially yeah, it's like the best feeling, man. It's like 90,000 people, yeah. though. So it's yeah. a huge, huge stadium, but you feel close. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I wasn't, we weren't too close. Like, we were probably second to third tier, but it was really close still. I'm like, like yeah. this is really good seats. I think like, the way they have those stadiums designed, mm. it's like no matter where you are in the stadium, like, you still feel like you're a part of yeah. something. It was like very, part very of the nice. action. Oh, that's cool. And Especially got, when the fans are, are in it, too. Yeah. And I got to see the Camp because now they're going to be destroying and building a new one. Oh, yeah. yeah. By 2024, I think. Something like 26, maybe. 26, some like of that. Some of that. Yeah. So they'll be playing from somewhere else. So, but thankfully, I got to see the Cap New before it gets. Oh, wait, are you done. are you a Barcelona fan? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, but you're also a Barcelona yeah. fan, right? Mm. And my brother as well. Mm. Oh, shit. Three Barcelona <laughs> uh, the, Barca, the Barca boys. <laughs> and then he's Dortmund. I've come to the wrong podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's Dortmund, his brother's United, and then yeah. the other guy, Chris, he's a Juventus fan. Yeah. So, wait, what about these clubs that you guys made you support them? <laughs> Well, me personally, uh, I was a big Ronaldinho fan growing up. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. fell in love with Ronaldinho. Played for Barca at the time. Fell in love with Barca. and Easy choice. Yeah, easy. Then Messi came afterwards. How can you fall out of love with yeah. the club? Oh, my God, for yeah. real. Legit the same story. Just repeat it. Dino. Yeah. Dino was like... He was different, man. Like He encapsulated like entertaining mm-hmm. and like joyful football. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. remember first time I saw him was 2002 World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I remember just thinking, this is the most fun player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. 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 Like, I wasn't even that much into footy, but I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm about this guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He has no haters. I don't think he does. Yeah. Can't. Can't hate Ronaldinho. <laughs> no, he can't. If you hate on Ronaldinho, it's kind of like, you, you're allowed to judge that person who doesn't like Ronaldinho. Yeah. I'm like, mm. there's something wrong it's with like you. It's like you hate football. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. How'd you like yeah. Dorman? What made you fall in love with Dorman? For me, it was like early, like 2011, 2012. Uh, you know, Klopp was just kind of coming to... Like he was rising up and, you know, Leondowski, Kuba, Götze. Oh, and then yeah. the next season, Marco Royce came and that was it for me. Like once I saw like him touch pitch and he was just so talented, like on his day. And, yeah. you know, that Champions League run they made when, you know, Leondowski scored four past Madrid. Sorry. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> sorry, Madrid. You know, just like, you know, <laughs> I was just one of those, like one of those moments. I'm just like, like, I don't know who these guys are. Like, like you know what I mean? It was just yeah. like one of those teams, like no one really knew a lot about exactly. them. And it was like an underdog story. And it mm. just like, it just made me like, it just got me. And I was like, I'm, I'm here. And then I remember it was even a game against Malaga. 
I don't know if you guys remember in the chat. Oh, yeah. East Coast. And East Coast. East Coast was at Malaga. And then Malaga had the game like locked. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, are you kidding me? And Felipe Santana in like the 100 and something minute. I remember this game. He like taps it in and he's going nuts. And for me, I remember watching that game on an illegal stream (laughs) on my PC in my computer room. Jeez. And I was just like going nuts upstairs. And I got, that was like, like, it's like a core moment for me. Like, I remember like watching that game. And that was like one of those moments I was like, damn, like. Classic. This is, this is it, right? Damn, Felipe yeah. Santana, bro. Yeah, what a player. <laughs> yeah, it makes you makes you fall in love. Felipe Santana, <laughs> man, he was, he was talented, man. He's a talented he was, player, man. man. Oh, Dortmund have a good, uh, good, uh, had good players. You went to a Dortmund game, no? Yeah, Dor- I did. Uh, Why? You got to tell me this. You got to. Well, how was yeah. that like? It was. It was like it was a similar thing. Like we did a little Euro trip. Yeah, in. he kind of came. We went to go watch uh, Milan Juve as well. Oh, wow. We went together, At yeah. San Siro. Oh, my God. Amazing. And then, my favorite uh, stadium. But go yeah. back to your side. Yeah. For me, like, I don't know. Dortmund, that was, like, the, the highlight of, like, all the games. Like, we did... I did a Paris game, PSG versus mm. Nice. Oh, very good. And then I did the Milan game versus Juve. And then the Dortmund-Sevilla was Champions League. Wow. The, the second leg. And although it was, like, a 1-1, like, for me, it was just, like, being in the stadium and, like, just surrounded by all the people. Yeah. And it was just, like... It felt so surreal to me. Like, I... I multiple points throughout the game like i was there watching the game and i'm watching the players i'm just like i like i can't believe like i'm here right I'm now here. Yeah. yeah like it didn't feel real like i'm like it felt like i was watching like on tv yeah it's like hummels is like right there and it's like i'm <laughs> yeah. you, see, you see the player right there and you're just watching them and you're just like it's like it feels so surreal and just like you know seeing the yellow wall just like jumping up and down that's what like i want to 90 see. minutes straight they were just like going and going and going and it was just like it was something different it's like now i just have this itch i guess i want to go again 100%. yeah you know Same so it's me. like once you go, you can't, like, you know, it's hard to, to not want to go back. You, it's just so easy to distinguish the type of football. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you watch TFC here and you watch. It's not the same. It's like, holy smokes, night and day. And then it's also not the same watching it live than watching it on TV. Yeah. yeah. The the atmosphere, just you, like, I didn't know, like, you don't you don't get to watch every player, like, they're playing when you're watching on TV. You, you see where the ball is. Yeah. Mm. Over there, I'm watching, like, Lewandowski. I'm watching Harlem. You're watching Amadabat. How he do, what he does <laughs> off the ball. You see him making runs yeah. around. Yeah. And you see him, like, these defenders, how they're all pushing up. Like, also, my friend was with me, too. I'm like, you can tell the, the quality of professionalism these guys have where the whole team could press all the way to the middle line. And once they lose the ball, they're all back. The whole team, yeah. But you don't notice that when you're watching TV because you're seeing the ball is. Yeah. And me watching that live, I'm like, wow, like, these guys are true professionals in, the, in all of it. Like, it's, the, it's just crazy to see how these guys are so good at this sport. Yeah. And yeah. just the level. I, that's how I felt when I went to uh, I went to Bayern Munich game recently mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Jeez, uh, that? Dude, I was at Oktoberfest. So I was at Oktoberfest the night before. I didn't realize I could drink that much beer. <laughs> 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 dude, was like, it was just okay. Give me an idea. It was like it's for a liter of beer, which is only one size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like thirteen euros. So I thought, okay, for the amount of beer I'm getting and for the experience, mm-hmm. decent price, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Yeah. And then the next day, I went to the Munich game. I get a liter of beer because I saw the price. Yeah. It was nine euros oh, yeah. for the same beer mm-hmm. for a liter. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get a beer. Yeah. yeah. And I remember as you were saying, I was like, I can't believe it. I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm not even yeah. a Bayern Munich fan. I, I got emotional. I'm like, this is TV stuff. It's just know? like mm-hmm. the atmosphere. It's just something about just, it. Yeah. 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 And also being there in Oktoberfest, which is a very Bavarian festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like half the crowd's wearing Leiden Hosen. <laughs> yeah. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> I would have. 100%. <laughs> Honestly, I thought about it, but then like, I saw how much they cost. Okay, yeah, they're, they're not cheap, they're, huh? No, they're uh, I. Bar, Bar, I went to Bayern Munich store mm-hmm. in like downtown, whatever it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and they're selling it for like 120 euros. A Bayern really? Munich? A Bayern Munich laden hose. That's, that's pretty like, sick, like though. That's set. pretty sick. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that store was insane. They had like barbecues with Bayern Munich like logos on it and just wow. like wine wow, and really? beers. Damn. They had everything. I, I noticed that too. Like Even when I went to like the Dortmund team store, they had like anything you can think of. They just, just slapped slap the logo <laughs> on it. I'm just like, Jesus. Like they're like, they're really like, like doormat, mugs, everything, bro. Everything. I, I got my dog a bowl, like a Dortmund bowl. He has no idea what it is, but hey, he's a yellow bowl. But but like to your point where you're saying like when you watch it live, especially like the, some of the world's greatest players, mm-hmm. yeah. see him what they do off the ball. Off the ball, I realize how good Thomas Mueller is. Yeah, because mm. you could see, you can only judge on camera based on what the camera exactly. wants you to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I see him off the ball, I'm like, yo, this guy's really smart. Because like, always going to pockets, one touch passes that always unlocks, you know, the final third. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you don't see this on TV, oh. like. This, yeah. Really yeah, smart. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like even when Lewandowski, he was going to the uh, very, he was pushing wide a lot. I'm like, why is this guy doing that? I'm watching. You're like, but this guy's pulling the defender with him, mm-hmm. creating so much space. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this guy's like, and you just they just do it because that's how they do it. They don't have to think about it. Yeah, it's just their instinct to do this. Yeah, and just realize like, bro, this is it's just crazy, man. Next yeah. level, man. And it's uh especially when I was at the Munich game. What was cool was. The fans' IQ was really mm-hmm. top notch. Like yeah. they, they understand how the game should be played mm-hmm. and how the German style of football or Bavarian style of football ought to be played. Right. So whenever there's a player in Bayern Munich who's not doing that, they get upset. Okay, like you talk about the Davies, right? Yeah. So, by the way, Alfonso Davies is seriously loved by Bayern Munich fans. They really legitimately That's crazy. love. That's him. amazing. But how can you not love him though? Like, yeah. come on. He has an infectious personality. Uh, what does exactly, Mueller right? call him again? Huh? What does Mueller call him? The, oh, uh, yeah, he has like he has a nickname for yeah. him. I can't remember. No, I don't know. It's that freaking the, the fast thing, the fast guy. Roadrunner. Oh, Roadrunner. Road yeah, Roadrunner. Roadrunner. Oh yeah, watching sprint in person, you're like, oh okay, I get it. You yeah. Know? yeah. And there's this one, like okay, there's one moment where he's inside the box, and Jamal Muziala's in the middle, and Muziala's surrounded by like three, four defenders, and uh, Fonzie, all he had was just him and the keeper in front, maybe like 10, 15 yards away. So mm-hmm. not. That far, but not that close. Right. So anyone would do is try to shoot that ball far post. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing that, Fonzie tries to square it to Muziala, but it gets intercepted because it's surrounded by like three or four defenders. Yeah. And the entire, I've never seen 60,000 people groan and get upset. <laughs> They're like, why didn't you shoot? You wasted a good opportunity shoot. there. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> there were moments where like, if a guy took a shot when he should have passed, you know, stuff like that were just to keep the ball moving. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, the IQ here is really good. Like, everybody is in sync. Mm-hmm. And then there was a guy behind me who was a Bayer Leverkusen fan. That's how, oh, that's what he played. Mm. He starts singing Leverkusen songs, and i never seen 30 people just dead turn stare. <laughs> just, just turn, turn around. like, boom. Oh and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> just swearing at him? Yeah. Not even swear. No? Just, a, just like, death stare. Death stare. And I was like... <laughs> what, what just happened? <laughs> man, you should have been at a. We went to go watch the Manchester Derby game. No way! I went to go watch me, and my brother, and a friend. That was nuts. Oh, I can imagine. Remind that us. Was, remind us the score. Yeah, that was. It was what nine. Nine. No, I sorry, six. 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 Three. Six. Three. Six. Three. Six. Three. For for yeah. who? For city. city. How a city? Wait, wait how long ago was this? October. Wait, just this battle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Where yeah. Haaland scored a hat trick and, and Foden scored a hat trick. Yes, okay, Ronaldo didn't play at you all. You were there. I was there. No way. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I got to live that moment. It was crazy. But man, so you're talking about those fans and how like <laughs> I saw a Lever- uh, Leverkusen player yeah, uh, yeah. fan. You couldn't wear a Man U jersey. Oh my god! It's scary. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Did they give there. you a rule like don't wear red. 
Bro, I wore a jersey. I wore a manual jersey, but I, I wore it on. I wore it under a behind under uh, like a flannel or a, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. And once you walk into the stadium, it's not even really uh, not the stadium. Once you walk into like the uh, what's it called? The Etihad's very nice. Yeah, it's like its own little like city type of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. You get off the you get off the subway and like your own. It's like its own city. Like the subway has a stop. It's the Etihad stop. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and a lot of places in London have that. In England, have that. Yeah, like yeah, London, yeah. there's an Emirates stop and yeah. there's like a Chelsea one as well. Even in Milan, and Milan as well has a stop for them. Yeah. So you come off and like it's it's, like its own little like city complex type of thing. Mm. So Very you get cool. off. We walk in. We walk upstairs and the guards are there and and they see the shirt like you. They they point at me like you you. You gotta, you gotta cover that, or you have to go to the section where the men you guys are. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck! I'm like, I don't have those tickets because that the, yeah, yeah. those tickets are for the for them, yeah. for them, right? Because yeah. we bought ha- secondhand tickets. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, that are in the Man City section, yeah. right? So I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna go over there. Cover up now. that so slide. I, covered <laughs> <laughs> I covered it, and thank God I did. Because oh. once we sat down, holy relentless. smokes, man, relentless! They were yelling and screaming at. All this, the man you supporters over there. There's one guy, he had his phone. All he did, this guy was, he went like this, he was taking video of the whole field. And once he went to the man you supporters, <laughs> one guy from right beside him was like, What the fuck are you taking a fucking video of those guys? <laughs> like, legit. He's like, Bro, I'm just taking a video of the thing. Like, they hate each other. Oh, that's I love crazy. That. I love that. It was crazy, man. It was, it was like, <laughs> I was beside a father and his son was right beside him. Yeah. And they're both swearing, Fucking hell. <laughs> this guy's like six years old, probably. <laughs> And just That's swearing. my son. Bro, legit. This my fucking son. I Milad. love you. Milad. 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 He's, telling he's like telling him, like, fuck, man, you're right. He's like, yeah, yeah. This is indoctrination. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This kid's going to be it's messed up when he's old. But you can tell. You can feel the passion, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like here, man. No. It's, it's not like here. You know, like, I... Uh, I maybe I still maybe still the same, but mm. I see it a lot as a kid when I used to go to Canadians games. I didn't go too much. Mm-hmm. Whenever I did, there was like a passion among Canadians fans that was just like very palpable. Mm-hmm. That was kind of scary at times. Like the last big game I watched was Montreal versus Boston. That was so much fun. Yeah, because like the banter is really good. It never got violent, okay. but the Boston fans <laughs> were like, "We know the rules. You banter at us, we banter back." Yeah, and yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, mm. and I remember actually. My first MLS game that I watched live, uh, Saputo Stadium, TFC versus Montreal. Oh, this shit. is the first year that Gio Vinco came to TFC. Derby. Yeah, it was like uh, uh, the first year Gio Vinco was there. There was Josie Altador as well, mm-hmm. Michael yeah. Bradley, mm-hmm. and um, I, honestly, those are the three big names. I think oh, yeah, Osorio was there, mm-hmm. Larea was there, Bono was in that, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Montreal, we had Drugba. Drugba was still there. Piatti was on the well, was starting as well. Those are the only two big names I can remember mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now. Laura Simon was uh, defense. Uh, a center back and I, my girlfriend at the time well, my ex her brother-in-law is a big TFC fan which oh, is a big shit. Toronto fan he's from Toronto so okay. he's a fan of all the teams mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he bought four tickets for this for this uh, for this Derby match yeah. mm-hmm. and he was like do you want to come and I'm like I can't say no but I don't want to sit with TFC fans he's like well you don't have a choice I'm like yeah, <laughs> right, fine so, so I sat with the TFC fans they were loud they were obnoxious I hated them, <laughs> but I love the fact that they were being like this. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it's about. Exactly. It's about, exactly. And <laughs> what happened was, uh, I'm sitting at the back seat, and behind us is sort of like the VIP section, mm. and there's dudes. Uh, this is the time when Drugba had his controversy about uh, embezzling money from his donation. Mm. I don't know if you guys know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Allegedly. <laughs> I don't want to disrespect the <laughs> 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 like Allegedly. And then um, 
they the TFC fans were making songs about that. It's like uh, Drogba, where's that? Uh, where's the money for the African children you stole? And, you know, stuff yeah. like that. They're going, <laughs> going crazy, man. And the Montreal fans behind us, who look thuggish, uh-huh. were really upset. Damn. They're like, "What'd you say? What'd you say? Don't disrespect!" And then they're going back and forth. And I all I see is this dude just lift the chair and about to like toss it. <gasps> no way. I'm, he was lifting it, but his boys were holding him back because the cops are there staring at Holy him. It was like shit. the yeah. cops are kind of like, "I dare you to do it. Ready to do it? Yeah. <laughs> do it. Do they're it, just do waiting." It. Like go ahead. There was that was <laughs> the, the cuffs ready. No, right? but honestly, that was the last time I saw a four hundred one derby that intense. Jeez, it was not even mm-hmm. like playoffs. No way. No, it was. Game. I mean, it was a great game. Uh-huh. Uh, Montreal lost two one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was there just dying on the inside. I'm like, but like it was like even the like I remember this one Toronto. Oh, he's such an asshole. This guy. But, like <laughs> there was kids just walking past him and he yeah. was drunk and he's oh going and <laughs> belligerent. He was just like. Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> no. they, they, even to the kids, to the like, kids, it's like your city is shit. You suck. Oh and then God. he goes to one guy. He says it to one guy, and then the one that one guy was like, "Bro, I'm from Toronto. You're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing all of us." That's crazy. And he was like, "You suck too." <laughs> he was walked away. <laughs> and um, at the same time, like I had friends from Montreal who live in uh, Toronto. Uh-huh. They yeah. went to Impact. Well, at the time, Impact. They went to the Impact game when they were here, uh-huh. and they were sitting with the Impact fans. And the Impact fans were throwing bottles and and. and garbage at the nearby toronto fans oh my god because there's no barrier right no, yeah. yeah and my friend was like so this is what your soccer fans are like i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately yeah he's like do you know they're throwing kids right i'm like that yeah, that's not okay i was like i'm not celebrating it i don't just, condone that but it is what it is like yeah. that's just how people are i was like you know but, oh my god it's good and bad like you mm-hmm. i want to see that passion in north america mm-hmm. but obviously like maybe a little more tames towards the children and yeah. the neutrals yeah but sure. like if it's a other like grown men, then I'm like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you're gonna start to see more passion, you know, now that Canada's in the World Cup. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot more eyes in this Canadian team. You know, next thing you know, after the World Cup's done, okay, I like soccer now. What can I do? What can I watch? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think this is definitely a, a stepping stone. Yeah. To you know, growing MLS, growing football in Canada, the CPL as well is really good as well. Yeah. And man, soon enough, man, twenty twenty six, it's gonna grow even more. Right? Yeah, man. I have sure. a question. Did, did you guys play hockey growing up? Nah. He, he was a he was a hockey guy before. Just yeah. street hockey. Yeah, just on the street. Like, oh, street like hockey. Yeah. Street hockey. We we played a lot of street hockey. That's for sure. Okay, yeah, same. Yeah. But like not ice hockey, right? No, no. no. I can't, I can't skate. skate. I can barely skate. Yeah. Okay, same. <laughs> <laughs> no, my parents are my parents are, are South American, so yeah, oh, that makes sense. It's yeah. football first. Football exactly. Football. <laughs> yeah. That's the first and only thing for sure. Yeah, we that's how we started. We played street street hockey and street footy, and then. We got old enough. We started taking adventures to the nearest pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Once you can start driving, getting more into biking. It. <laughs> yeah. No, I f- I feel you. I think it's like that. It was kind of like that for me too when I was in elementary mm. school. I went to a French elementary school, so mm-hmm. it was just hockey or nothing. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And um, I was playing a lot of street hockey, and I was pretty good. And but then like my parents never enrolled me to ice hockey because they're like that's just way too expensive. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, the equipment, everything. Oh, so yeah. expensive. So expensive. So I tried explaining to people like non-Canadians because they assume we all play ice hockey. Mm-hmm. I was like, you understand how expensive the sport is? It's like it's not for everyone. Exactly. So I always try to evangelize to people. I was like, play soccer. All you need is a ball. Exactly. Wear whatever shoes you want. Just get a ball for mm-hmm. like ten bucks and you're good. And just like another friend and you're chill. That's it. Yeah. I'm always I'm always trying to promote this. I've always tried to promote the sport that way to people. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's just cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot cheaper. Just buy a ball. You don't even need soccer shoes. Just wear any yeah. Yeah. Uh, flat shoe. <laughs> and I think you're starting to see that shift now too, like in yeah. Canada, like where hockey is obviously still 
very prominent. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think but... soccer is starting to slowly take over as like the biggest sport in the country. And I mm-hmm. think like by the time it's twenty twenty six and the World Cup's here, I think soccer is going to by far be the biggest sport in the country. Hopefully, because um, I think like you know if you're looking at kids now, it's like you know everyone's following footy. Yeah. You know, more and more people are getting into it and they're becoming passionate about it. And, you know, they're picking their team and they're following it. And, you know, now with the Canadian national team, you know, mm-hmm. being relevant and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, playing in the World Cup. Playing in Europe. And having, like, those qualifying games that, were, you know, was drawing so much attention and people were getting hyped. I think now that's going to just accelerate that process. You know, I think, like, everyone was thinking by 2026, that's when, you know, it's going to start. It's going to start. But I yeah. think, you know, we're ahead of schedule, yeah. right? I, I think everyone's everyone's involved now. And, and we're seeing that, you know, like, I think like 4.3 million people were watching the really yeah. Those the, are the game, numbers? the Canada Belgium game or something like it's that. And more this game, and that was and that was like as like that was more than like the Montreal Canadiens in the Stanley Cup final. Hundred Wow, right? Man. So Jeez, it's like you know man. you can you can see that like you know people are starting to become more involved and into it. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Mm. And a big reason for that is because we're so multicultural here in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it's um it's interesting because I had a. I was having this conversation with my friend, uh, shout out to Julie McKenzie. He writes for The Athletic, uh, works for Calgary Flames now. Oh, That's sick. Good right. for you, man. I'm happy to be So we, we had this conversation. He, what he noticed was the problem with ice hockey here is that it's very regionalized. Mm. So if, let's say, Calgary Flames make it to the Stanley Cup final, only Calgarians or are going to Al- watch that. Or Albertans, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So there's no like united thing, yeah. which I guess is the same as footy in, in, in England. United fans from Manchester, mm-hmm. for the most part, are going to watch United, right? Mm-hmm. And you're saying, like, if the Montreal Canadiens make it that far, only Montreal and perhaps the rest of Quebec will watch it. Yeah. Whereas with footy, it doesn't seem to have that yet. I think it will. Once things get better, then it will become a little more regionalized. It grow, I believe things grow big, then they expand, and they kind of distill back to smaller things mm-hmm. with yeah. more intense numbers. Mm-hmm. But I, with this Canada team, what I love the most for me is that Whenever I played footy growing up, in terms of diversity, that's what it looked like for yeah. me growing up exactly. playing footy. Agreed, yeah. So 100%. when I see that, I'm like, this is just to me, that's normal. Yeah. It's Canada. Like this is Canada. Yeah. yeah. Right. Especially yeah. if you grew up in an urban environment, that's yeah. to me, that's what footy was like growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that was my teammates or the people I played against, it was it was always like that. So it was, uh, it was you know, it's nice to see finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a culture, right? At the end of the day, like you know, so many more people are are getting involved with it, and you know content creators and mm-hmm. people starting you know groups and initiatives to get people more engaged and excited about the the sport and getting people more involved like like you guys with darby like one thing i was always curious like how did that start like how did you get involved with with darby and, and uh, how did that all come together um what do i start i sent them an email thinking that they were like a big publication yeah <laughs> <laughs> taco makes fun of me for this uh, <laughs> so uh my buddy uh carabelle another shout out he um He's not a footy fan at all, mm. and he, but he helped me start my pro, my podcast, Soccer Pilgrim. Uh-huh. He helped me start that, and then he was like, "Hey, I found this uh, really cool uh, group on Instagram." He knew AK; they already yeah. known each other, mm-hmm. like they were acquaintances. He's like, "Why don't you give him a follow? And why don't you send me an email? They have a podcast. Maybe it'll be good for both of you to yeah. like come together, collab right. or something." Yeah. yeah, and I just said, "Hey, I'm interested in what you guys do. Is there any way I can help you help you guys out? I noticed you have a podcast. Maybe I can help you with the podcast stuff." And then, like, a few days later, I sent this, like, this really official email. Yeah. To whom it may concern. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, applying to a corporate job or yeah. something. <laughs> and um, they emailed back. They're like, hey, like, we love your vibe. We checked out your podcast. We checked out your Instagram page. Like, uh, my Instagram page is very personal. Like, mm-hmm. I just share what yeah. I love on it. 
And they were like, yeah, welcome aboard. That's it. Really? Eh? It, Just even, like that? Pretty much. Like, Taco <laughs> was like, hey, we'll... Uh, Let's do a Zoom meeting. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. They want to just get to know me. And almost immediately, they're like, we like what you're about. I, I can tell that you genuinely love this. Mm-hmm. And we want more people like you on our team. Oh. And I was like, yeah, man, tell me what you need to do. I'll I'll do it. And that's pretty much it. And uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's already <laughs> been two years. And it's kind of weird. It doesn't feel like two years. Yeah. All right. You know? And um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. so what's like your main uh i guess thing that you do for them so it was most Mm. of all first was the podcast yeah Mm. but if i gotta be honest like it's just it's kind of taken a bit of the back burner Uh because you've just been busy with the magazine itself yeah 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 yeah, yeah, and also all of us have full-time jobs outside of this of course Um, yeah (laughs) yeah also like it's just there's just been a lot that's been happening i think i I really want to get back into the podcast but right now, Tugwa's in Qatar shooting, so that yeah. doesn't help at all yeah. with the podcast. <laughs> like, good for him. I'm not complaining. But of course. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, so I mostly deal with the podcast, and then I also write. So yeah. I wrote a story in this one about the ringleaders, uh-huh. Angel Destunis. Mm-hmm. And then for the next edition, wait, am I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. We'll say, <laughs> say, say it for later. <laughs> Exclusive. Tell, 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 us, tell, us, tell us when it's off, yeah. when off air. Yeah, off yeah, the yeah. record. All, all I could say... I don't think it's a big deal. I won't say the name, but I interviewed a pro player who's playing for Canada. Oh, shit. Who's okay. on the starting lineup. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I just kind of wrote his story. And uh, what I liked about his story is that is what he told me once we stopped the interview. He was like, by the way, everyone on this team has my story. Really? Eh? Like, we're not supposed to be here. Damn. Kind of like, like the dudes who almost always got cut or about to get cut. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they didn't. And it's like, it's fascinating where it's more, it's... The underdog story. That's what yeah, I like. That's dope. That's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, it's cool. Let it know. Let us know in the comments. Who you guys think this player is. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see what people guess. Yeah, yeah. defender, midfielder. Hey, 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 <laughs> that's too much information. You're gonna give it away. You're gonna give it away. But I think that's like the whole vibe of this Canada team. It's like mm-hmm. they really have that. Even in qualifying, I think they had that that underdog, underdog story. Yeah. story right, that yeah. underdog, yeah. like that chip on their shoulder, like. No one believes in us. Like they don't think we can do it, and mm-hmm. I think that's really what why there's so much camaraderie within the team. Mm-hmm. It's like because you know everyone has that same, you know, story. Whether it's like from a playing perspective or like their upbringing and, or what brought them to to soccer or footy. And it's like when a team has that, you know, one common thing that brings them together. It really shows that unity, and I think that's what you see with that with the Canada team. And you know, even though like you know, if you're looking at that team on paper, you might not think, oh, you know. They might not be able to do it, but you saw it against Belgium. Oh yeah, right. right? Like what a game. no one expected Canada to go out and dominate Belgium for dominate. At, least, did, bro. at least sixty minutes of the game. <laughs> they, they were a better team. Yeah, yeah. like I, I fully expected to like you know okay we're gonna sit back maybe we'll hit them on the counter exactly you know Belgium are gonna be stringing passes all game and we're gonna have to defend well. But I was watching the game and it was like fifteen minutes in and I was like have Belgium even touched the ball yet? Yeah, like we we're, we're all over them you know the penalty early and it's like it's amazing to see like you know. How Kevin Durant was awful. Yeah. yeah, he was awesome. He sucked that game. Mm-hmm. But how yeah, you he guys couldn't make a pass? No, he couldn't. He was just awful. He, I respected his mount of the matches view. Yeah, yeah. He was self aware. He was like, I don't deserve this. Yeah, like I just got this because of my name. <laughs> That's it. But because of that, I loved him even more. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I respect you even yeah. more. Yeah, so he knows. He understands. It's like it wasn't fair. Like we were so dominant. Yes. it was crazy. It was crazy because like Canada hasn't faced like a top like European uh-huh. team yet, yeah. right? And like Belgium was that first test and top three. And they played well, bro. They played well. Best third best country 
second. FIFA, second by FIFA sense. rankings. Yeah. Yeah. That's whatever reason. Still, like, Canada were dominating that. Yeah, Can man. You, who, if me saying this now, would you guys think I'll be telling the truth? No. no. You're waffling. <laughs> You're waffling. That's what I would think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, like, we were dominant. Yeah. Look at how we played. Our, our midfield was amazing. I think the best was our defense. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, bro. Miller, oh, my gosh. Come on, Miller. Come on, Solid. As a Montreal fan, I'm happy they're playing well, but I know it means that they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sad. Gonna come call it's like bittersweet, dude. Bittersweet, yeah. for sure. Like, Alistair Johnson with Celtic. Uh-huh. Ismail Kone, is, he's too good to stay. Yeah. Mihalovic yeah. is already gone. And now, like, come on, Miller, I think he's bouncing. I think he is. Yeah. He played an amazing that game. That game, like, mm-hmm. itself, like, we, we all knew, like, watching the qualifiers, like, he has that quality. Mm-hmm. But, like, seeing him in that game where, you know, you're against a top side like Belgium and, like, he held his own. He was composed. Yeah, 100%. And he had those big tackles, those big He moments. wasn't scared to go go in, slide tackle. Like, yes. There was times, like, man, like, frick. And he had that one block on Batshuayi when, yeah. like, they had that. Exactly. They had a good counterattack and yeah. the ball shifted over to Batshuayi and he had the shot right in front of goal and, boom, Miller was Puts there. Puts his body in. He doesn't care. Yeah. It was crazy, man. Even, Vic, like, Victoria, was, I was Going into the match, man, this might be like our like our our only issue in the back line he is was pace. But he was yeah, man, was solid. he was so controlling, experienced, yeah, yes. very experienced. You know, he brought the tempo down, yes, a lot. When he got the ball, he relaxed it. I'm like, I like this. Yeah. You know, he played it very well. And he knew where to be at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was convinced. And uh, to me, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, now the world is gonna respect us. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think they I think they do. Yeah, well, I hope so. Hope so, right? But I mean, okay, I'm gonna shift a little bit. But like, <laughs> I'm curious about you guys. How did you guys start? Like, how did you guys like as a like a footy culture as a podcast? How did you guys start? We've known each other for years. We've been friends since elementary school. Yeah, like grade like grade three ish. You guys might yeah, have been in grade like three. I might have been in grade two. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Wow. We all live. We all live in the same. Yeah, we all street. live on the same street. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah oh my god, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, one day I went going out to get my mail, and I saw him outside playing soccer. To join, and then that's how it kind of grew up. We st- we've always been playing footy outside, just over here mm-hmm. every day. We always be like, hey, we're meeting up at the green box. Yeah, yeah, let's meet up at the green box. And we go to the green box. You play soccer, and oh, that's beautiful. I don't know. Pardon? That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's like it just happened naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, like we all had a love for the sport. We all had a group message, a group chat, and we just talk about soccer anyway. Anyways, so we're like, mm-hmm. you know what? The pandemic's starting. You know, frick, man, what do we do now? This Let's start something, you know. Yeah. We we haven't. Seen, let's 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 stick together. Yeah. Let's start something. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But like, man, nah, let's do something. Yeah. So yeah, that's like kind of why not, hard. right? Like, it, oh, Amber it initially started with like, it was like a vintage football account. Yeah. yeah. So we were posting like vintage kits. We were oh, posting like cool. just like all vintage stuff, and that was like I guess like what we were, what we were going for. We thought, oh, it'd be cool. Like you know, maybe we can that's like, true. start selling vintage kits. Mm. like you know like like vintage kits are cool like there's a there's a demand for it like vintage clothing is coming in and then we just started posting stuff on instagram then i remember like i remember this vividly i remember jay dming us and he's like i want in and we're just like what (laughs) like we we don't even know what this like what what what, like what we're doing but Mm -hmm. then that's really when i think like we we took a turn and we realized like let's start doing like a podcast and I, yeah. I know you always wanted to start a podcast like because yeah. like we were talking about it for a while and like nothing was like really coming like into play mm-hmm. and then like it kind of just like happened right it's like fuck man like, yeah if we don't do it now we're not gonna do it ever. Dave, j- Dave just bought the machine He's like we have this machine now we got to yeah. start doing it and we just kind of <laughs> started like right <laughs> figuring out how to do it and you know we were awkward as hell the first yeah. like oh, yeah. always be awkward. <laughs> few episodes like yeah. you know our camera angles were off there's like mm-hmm. no lighting and it's yeah. like just kind of slowly progressed and 
But that's how it starts. You know, if you're not going to be the best at the f- at the thing, yeah, yeah you, you learn as off. you go, right? You learn as you go. No, I I on. agree. I'm the same way with like when I started my own podcast. It was like just audio. I didn't know how to work the visuals. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, let me just get good at this first. Right. It was definitely it was easy because I was just doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like research a topic and just go into it. Yeah, but then I started getting guests and I forgot who I. Wow, I should remember who my first guest was. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I think it was uh yeah, it was AK Tagua. It was AK Tagua. Okay, okay. But like at this point, I've already done like a handful of uh, Darby Cast episodes, so mm-hmm. it was just like just normal. But my filia, like saying, was like pandemic. What am I gonna do? Uh-huh. And then a lot of my friends are like, "You have a good voice. Why don't you just use it?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, All right, "Fine, fair enough. I'll you do have a good voice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But uh, but yeah, it was um." And also a lot of my friends who are not footy fans, they're mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you always talk about it. Why don't you just do something with it? Yeah. Almost like, almost like I annoyed them too much. <laughs> Same thing with us, man. Yeah. We talked about it so yeah, much. Yeah, like in a group chat, like in all the time. Chat, even in high school, like we go get together. Did you all watch the game? Did you watch the game? It's like, oh, yeah. the only thing we thought of yeah. in our heads was just footy. Well, that's it. And it was like, same with me. It was like, that's all I could think about. And it got to a point, like even like, even my, the girls I would date, they were not <laughs> footy fans. And you by get the annoyed. Of it, they were. They're either annoyed or they're like, I know too much about this because of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, How I, remember do I know that Ronaldo did this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember this one time I got into a fight with my ex. She was like, I want to hang out tonight. I'm like, I can't. It's El Clasico. Nah. <laughs> that's fair. That's, 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 but I, she's got to understand that. Like, that's, yeah, no, she didn't. She was upset. She's like, I don't care. She wasn't the one then. Like, I'm your. <laughs> yeah, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> that's why she's your ex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, even to this day, like, her and I were still friends. Uh, and yeah. I've heard her bring up that story. She was like, Yeah, that, I still think you're dumb for that. And I'm like, Oh, I get it. What he comes first. Yeah. 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 She's out of pocket for that. <laughs> <laughs> pocket for that. But, yeah. but yeah, man, it's like just now we're into like a a, a spot where like you just want to grow the culture now. Footy, hundred percent. You know what I mean? And I think Darby's in the same spot, right? Like it's just like yeah. growing football here in Canada is what we want to do, and I think any way we can do that, let's do it. Yeah, you know? like uh, when I start my podcast, I'm wearing La Victoire. Uh-huh. Yes. Shout, out. shout out! There you go. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ivan. Um, He's came. Ac- I remember posting a few of my episodes online on Instagram, mm-hmm. and he DMs me out of nowhere. I had no idea who he was. Like I saw his following, I saw what he did. I kind of researched him. I'm like, okay, this guy's legit. It's not like some spam or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I started talking to him, I realized that he was on that same vibe. Except he'd been working in in, in the industry. He worked for the uh-huh. Impact for some time. Oh, and he just wanted you know this thing to grow across Canada. Mm-hmm. So he was just collecting all of these let's call it content creators, storytellers or whatnot in yeah. Montreal first in Quebec, then sort of expand throughout Canada. Yeah. And he just really wants to create this community. And I remember when I, when he reached out to me and I understand what he was doing, I was like, Oh, okay. What I'm doing is not crazy. Like there's a lot of people who feel the yeah, same way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like, we're, we're kind of tired of watching American production or British productions yeah. or whatnot. We want to make our own exactly mm-hmm. Canadian voices that resonate with Canadians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we want, those Americans and British people to understand how we view the sport. Exactly. Because we speak the same language. And it's um, because now, well, you guys wouldn't know, but like in Montreal, the people from France are becoming fascinated with what's happening in Montreal. Mm. Really? Yeah. So like a lot of French YouTubers who do footy uh-huh. coming to Montreal and exploring it here. Oh, wow. here in Montreal. That's crazy. That's so sick. Was, exactly. So I was like, okay, so there is some legitimacy to what we're doing here. Huh. So it inspires me. That's on the French side. So yeah. I was like, okay, maybe I could do it in English side. So. And that just keeps oh. the f- that keeps like putting fire to the f- fuel to the fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like hearing all those stories. Mm-hmm. That's it. Exactly. It's just crazy, and like to think that there's so many people that f- have the same kind of mentality or vision. We just want to grow culture, the footy culture yeah. here in Canada, right? So 
kudos to Darby, kudos to you and you and all you're doing as well. Thank you. How did I want to know how did the soccer pilgrim? That yeah, how did that name come? Yeah. come oh, uh, <laughs> wait, okay. Is it is it really that good a name? I like it. I love it. I love it. I like I love it. it. Yeah. Okay. It's very unique, mm. and it's like I think it's one of those one of those things where it's like, like what does it mean? Yeah. Like oh, okay. How did he? How did he come up with it? Like I think like just interesting to know like you know like, like what your perception of of that name because it can be like mm. so many things. Like I'm yeah. just curious on how you thought of it and like what it means to you. Um. Well, uh, I have a master's in religion. I don't know if I've, you guys know that, but like I've, I've studied religion in uh, Sijap, which is, I don't know if you guys know, it's like in Quebec education. We stop at grade 11. Okay. Grade 12 and 13 is pre-university. In mm. England, they call it college. Mm. Yeah. And so we do two years of that. And then that's when I took my first religion class and I was obsessed with studying religion. Oh, sure. Then I did my bachelor's in religion at Concordia University. Then I did my master's. Mm-hmm. And during my bachelor's, I realized that religion as a as a definition is kind of superfluous. Mm-hmm. It can really mean anything because there's a lack of definition for religion. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to get into that. That's the way I can. <laughs> like, um, but basically, like my master thesis, I'm, I don't mean to brag. I just like yeah. no, no. I just, want, course, I just want to display like my, my train of thought. Go and it's, of course, um, man. So my master thesis was like uh, on um, video games. Mm-hmm. So like apocalypse and post-apocalyptic themes in video games, and why mm-hmm. does that resonate? Right. And I. During that time, I was doing, is that going to be that or religion and football? Mm-hmm. And my teachers are like, that's a little too obvious. Don't do that. Right. But while writing this video game thing, which I love, um, I kept thinking about footy and putting those theories into footy. And when I was younger, I used to be a missionary. So every time I do these mission trips, either indigenous reservations or in, or in, or in Africa, mm-hmm. I realized that I never really talked about Jesus. I just played footy. <laughs> and that's how I build connections with these people. Yeah, it's crazy though. Yeah, and I guess that's where Pilgrim came about because mm-hmm. a Pilgrim travels to these religious sites. Yeah, and but the thing is that every religious site is influenced by the local culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you go to a church in let's say Portugal, a Catholic church in Portugal is not the same as a Catholic church in Germany no. or a Catholic church in France or in Italy. It it all changes because mm-hmm. it adapts with the culture. And that's how I saw football. Or whenever I go to different cultures and different stadiums and diff- or just play pickup with random strangers, mm-hmm. I realized they all play the same thing, but they do it different. Mm-hmm. And that's where Soccer Pilgrim came about. Because I was like, I was observing these things. So I was treating this football as like a real religion at play. Yeah. And it made my love for football that more enriching. Yeah. So like I, ever since then, I was like, I'm hooked. Like, I love this. Like, especially when I treated, like now I'm trying to come up with a new season of the podcast. Yeah. Where I'm treating footy as like a real religion, right? Like That's I'm taking sick. it seriously as a religion, and how would I break it down as like ac- academic? Uh-huh. And I've been writing this uh, the so last sick. two weeks, and it's been so much. Uh, it's been so much fun for me. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and oh. uh, yeah. So that's how Soccer Pilgrim came about because it's like I view myself as a pilgrim visiting these pilgrimage sites. So mm. yeah, that's that's how it. That's like yeah, thank you. That's and, uh, dope. It's and true I, though. It's like it's a different style everywhere you go. Yeah, it's it's not one the same here, same here. It's mm-hmm. like, and it's it's beautiful to see that every place has their unique style of footing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and religion, as you would say, right? Yeah, it's a great perspective. It's like your two passions kind of colliding, colliding exactly. Right. Like, um, I think once I realized that, let's say, Korean Christianity wasn't the same as, uh, like, I don't know, like Canadian French Canadian yeah. Christianity. I was like. It's the same thing, but different. It's like that joke. What was that from that movie? 
uh, the <clears throat> interview, same, same, but different. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of that. <laughs> like, right. It's same, but different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, at the, that's it. It's like, for me, it's always like, if this is a global sport, how do you understand humanity? If it's not through religion, that perhaps football can provide something. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. And look, it's like the World Cup is bringing everyone together. Yeah. yeah. As a religion. Because football, to a lot of people, you could say is a religion, right? Exactly. They follow their favorite team. They have a favorite player. Mm-hmm. They idolize uh-huh. these teams and players. They wake up to watch mm-hmm. their team play, to watch yeah. their favorite player yeah. play. And it's crazy. Like, I could be a Barcelona fan. You could be a Madridista. But then when Spain plays, we're together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all one. Yeah. You might hate my guts when if I'm a Man U fan and you're a Man City fan, I might fucking hate you. Yeah. But once England plays, we're together. Yeah. And no one's saying, oh. You're a menu fan? Oh, I fucking hate you. No, we're all English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're all Spanish. We're all Canadian. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. and it's crazy to see how football can bring those type of, those polar opposites together. Exactly. Yeah, like for me, it's like um, the invisible always fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Like football, like you could physically manipulate and play, mm-hmm. but the emotions of it is is invisible. Mm-hmm. Right. Why does that make you crazy in, in the yeah. best way possible? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying religious people are crazy. I mean, if you're a hardcore atheist. Then, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, you can't see God. Yeah. Yeah. You can't smell him. You know, you could probably hear him. Depends, yeah. you know. But, like, it's, like, the invisible influence it's is there. so much. Mm. It's there. And yeah. it's, uh, yeah, that always fascinated me. That's why I think, that's why I loved studying religion. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, I grew up religious. Like, why, why did this thing dominate my life for so long? Mm-hmm. So I went to study it. And then. Now I'm at a point where football has dominated my life for so long. I want to study that too. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of like that. That's sick. Yeah. I mean, again, soccer pilgrim, I just thought it flowed better. Yeah. And I liked the word pilgrim. So I was like, all right, just put those two. And it does together. flow nicely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy with that. I'm really happy with that word. Crazy, yeah. crazy. That's crazy. I mean, like, like we're saying Canada, it's growing here. We got one game on Sunday yeah. against Croatia. Yeah. How do you think we fare? Uh, yeah, man. How do you think we can do? As one, you know, oh, piece man. of unit, man. I think Canada. I and can we make it to the group? I think so. Yeah, uh, you think so? I think so. I think after watching that Belgium game, uh-huh. I feel very confident. Because mm-hmm. um, Croatia's Croatia's a great team, but like I feel like since Mandzukic is not there anymore, I think that team's changed. Mm. They lack that focal point. Yeah, because like that 2018 Croatia team was perfect. Yeah, yeah, it would really was perfect. Except the problem they had is a lack of bench. Mm. They didn't have a good bench. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I mean, yeah, Kovacic is a good player, but like you know, you you need ten more Kovacic's to for sure. Replenish. That's the thing, man. So, my only concern of this Croatia is probably Modric, mm-hmm. but seeing how bad Kevin De Bruyne played, yeah, man. and Canada played very physical. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. Ho- but then, but I feel like the John Herman comment kind of galvanized this. Did you yeah, see what happened? Yeah. Bit. It, it kind of motivated them. See, there's a mm-hmm. newspaper in Croatia and yeah. what they posted. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I like that. It's kind of like... It's but you want... Like, like, I understand what that good banter. did, but it's good as well because if I, I like to face... If I'm doing something and I'm facing someone at something, I want them to be at their best as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I, then I will really show myself that, you know, if I beat this guy, I'm the best. Like, yes. I'm better than you. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's not because you're injured. It's not because, you know, you had something wrong or wrong. I beat you fair and square. Mm. And that's what I like why he said that. I'm like, I want Croatia to come in fiery and strong and hard because mm-hmm. then we're going to go the same thing and then we'll really see how good we are. Yeah. I like what he did there. I, I, I agree. People are saying, oh, you should have done. I'm like, man, oh, now they're going to be better. Like, so what? I don't understand people who say that. Everyone, like everyone on the, on, uh, 
I don't want to say anyone. I don't want the media. Pre- the media yeah. were saying, yeah. "Oh, it was wrong for him to say that." He nah, should have. Sh- they're saying how he should have brought. He should have. Why? Why was he saying to this to them in the middle of the pitch? He should have brought to the change room. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> they're in Qatar <laughs> for the World Cup. You're gonna bring all these guys to a change room, right? Yeah. You're in the middle of the stadium. If I was John Herbert, I'd do the exact same thing. Exactly. Look where you guys are. We're in the middle of the fucking stadium. We just faced Belgium here in this freaking field. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna fuck Croatia next. Yes, that's it, bro. What's better environment to be in in the middle of a soccer field? And, mm-hmm. and the people who had a problem with those comments have never been in a competitive environment. Exactly. You know what I mean? They don't get it. Exactly. They don't. Because like for me, it's like I've been in playoff situations at the most amateur level, right? Mm-hmm. Where if I know the next team I'm playing is the best in the league, you have to have that mentality. For sure. <gasps> then why play? Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you all support Canada, of course. Uh-huh. You're Braz- okay, Brazil, mm-hmm. Ecuador. I know you're like Italian, Croatia. Well, Italy. Italy. Say Italy. Okay, well, yeah, that's that's just sad, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's just sad, man. I got Canada now, man. There you go, bro. We're all Canadian now. <laughs> okay, well, like with you, how do you think? Actually, I want to go one by one. So mm-hmm. with Brazil, how do yeah. you think? You think they're gonna win? Because I think they have the best chance. I think Brazil have like one of the strongest teams in the tournament. They have great depth. Alisson, one of the best keepers in the world. You have yeah. Vini and Neymar coming to the tournament. Neymar. Super amazing mm-hmm. form. Neymar did get injured. He has a slight ankle injury. It's probably be off swollen ankle. They're saying he's gonna miss the next two games, but mm-hmm. should be back for the group stage. That's what. If that's they where make it matters. It. That's where it matters. Right? No, they'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have enough. They have enough strength. In, yeah, no, like they, in should, their they should easily be. Yeah, they should e- easily. I think they'll top the group, but yeah, I don't know if Neymar's fully fit. Everyone's firing. I think Brazil have a really good chance, man. I. They have a really good chance. I think. I think so. So are you are you gonna support Croatia if, since you're like part Croatian or uh, Canada? Okay, but okay. What do you Canada, what do you think is the future of Italian football from now on? Well, like, what do they need to do? I think the biggest problem with Italy, I think, is even if you look at it within the league, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of young talent and That's young a, mm-hmm. Italian players that come in the league. Mm-hmm. If you look at you know England, you look at France, you look at Germany, you look at Spain, you know they're taking those risks. All the biggest teams in those countries produce. Talent yeah. from their country, yeah, you know, yeah. and they Germany, trust in their youngsters. You know, you have Musiala. You know, you have players like Mukoko. Mm-hmm. You ha- in France. You know, you have Mbappe coming from a, from a large team. Yeah. England, you have like you know Foden. Um, you know, Sancho came from from there as well. Rashford, Saka. They're all you know coming from the, the biggest teams in the country, and they're investing in their youth and they're trusting in the youth. Whereas in Italy, it seems like you know they rely on their experienced players a lot, which which is fair because you know they've they've yeah. been able to win with those experienced players, yeah. but. It comes to a point where you need to also invest in your youth or else you're going to have these long point. lulls of where you're not doing anything, which you're kind of seeing now. They won the Euro, like yes. Right but like for the World Cup, it's like they should be there, right? It's like you're yeah. one of the, the top five leagues in the world. Like you should be producing talent from your country that is going to be able to take you to the World Cup and they just haven't been focusing enough on their youth. Like I can't oh. think of, you know, the last time there was like a, a young Italian talent that was like exciting. Yeah, Donnarumma. That people were That's talking legit. about. I think Balotelli was like the last like big right? Italian yeah. talent, right? Actually, to that point of Balotelli, knowing Italy and its history of racism, does this is this a good sign that the Italian youth system shall give a chance to immigrant kids? Because if that too, you know what I mean. I mean, I'm not saying like I'm not saying all Italians are racist. I don't yeah. mean like that point, mm-hmm. but like if you look at Spain, especially France and Germany, yeah. they're giving their ethnic minorities a chance. Exactly yeah. what they're doing. Exactly same with England, and then. With Spain now they're kind of doing that I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean there's like one Plundi and Williams brothers, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ansu Fati, right? Yeah, Ansu Fati, Fati, Fati of yeah. course. Yeah. And then 
to that point, shouldn't Italy do the same? Because it's not a country that's 100% white. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 100%. Yeah. Like, 100%. Because, like, I think Balotelli is the best example. Like, yeah. Maybe there's a lot of talent in those immigrant kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is, but maybe they're not getting the chances, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's they don't the thing, have the right? money. They don't have the opportunities. So they should be giving those guys those opportunities. Yeah. 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 That's, that's kind of like, again, I'm making assumptions. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like if all your chat, like if all your options are exhausted, you know, try something new. Try something new. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Like you have the, you have the people in the country, you have, you know, potential talent and yeah. it's like, you need to, they need to really just, you know, reinvest in the youth because yeah. it's not even that they're not investing in like, let's say immigrants that are in the country. They're, they're not investing in their own, yeah. you know, eth- ethnic background. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. you're not really seeing like, you know, the academies in Italy aren't known for producing no. Name me, a, name me an academy that it does. In right. Italy, no and it's way. like, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you can't really. And it's like a lot of like the young Italian talents, like Balotelli wasn't in Italy for long. Oh, you know what I mean? They all leave. Yeah. And they, they all, leave, they and all and leave. If anything, they come yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. That's they don't, true. You know, it's like. But yeah. then again, like the Italian league seems like it's getting a little stronger now. You see <laughs> not just Juventus dominating, you see Napoli doing yeah. well, Milan, exactly. Inter. So maybe that will help, you know, but young talent. My only thing with that is like, if you think about those teams you know, there's maybe, like, you can count on probably one hand the amount of Italians that yeah, play a key say, role in the top that. teams. I was just yeah. about to say that. If you name those teams, who's the top players? Like, Atalanta, Lea, Portugal. there's not really any Italian that plays a predominant role. Yeah. Milan, you can argue Tonali. Yeah. Right? Sure. Inter, maybe Bastoni, Barella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barella, for sure. Uh-huh. Juventus, maybe Chiesa. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Roma... Pellegrini, yeah, maybe. Like these, Italians are not the face of those teams. No, and that's crazy. That's that's where your your problems start, right? Because like, if the biggest teams in your country aren't, you know, producing producing Italian talent, and they're not, you know, star studded with you know the best players in the country that from your country are playing for the best teams in your country, mm-hmm. then there's obviously some kind of problem where they have to look to other countries. Uh. You know, Napoli are going to Georgia. Yeah, yeah, and they're bringing in Georgian talent. You know what <laughs> oh, I mean? It's man. like <laughs> that's desperate, right? And it's like there clearly is like you know maybe some deep digging that needs to be done, and they need to you, you know, know start from the bottom. Now you're saying this. Right. You know, it reminds you. It reminds you of where England was at in like 2008 or 2010, yeah. mm-hmm. where they're like all their best talents were not English. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, all the yeah. clubs, all their best talent were not English. Now it's different. Yeah. You know, it seems like they learned from that mistake. Same with Germany in like 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The World Cup in Germany, the biggest criticism is like we're not producing enough. Mm-hmm. I hope Italy puts aside its let's call it arrogance. Because yeah. Italians are very proud of what mm. they yeah, have, which rightfully sure. so. 100%. Italian fans are the best and worst fans on the planet. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like they're the if they're with you, they're the best, the yeah. most passionate, and you want that. They're the worst <laughs> because like it's just like it's it's just too much. <laughs> it gets too much sometimes. And I live in an Italian neighborhood, so I know what I'm saying. And it's like <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's the best and worst. And yeah. I really hope that even but even with all my Italian friends, they even said the same thing. as like, we don't deserve to be in this World Cup. Mm. If it it's was true. North Macedonia, we don't yeah, deserve to be exactly. there. Yeah. And they all said, like, let's hope that we learn from this and move. I hope, so. like, if they don't learn from this, then there's yeah. a real, real, real problem. Yeah, 100%. Because Italy is, like, a massive footballing nation. Like, if yeah, you're not f- participating in the World Cup, then come on. Two World Cups in a row. World Cups in a row. Like, that's just bad. a one-off, that's right? That's bad. Yeah, I mean. He never would have thought of that, never. But I'm glad that uh, Portugal's in it instead. <laughs> Ronaldo. Oh God. Yeah, talk to us uh, about Ecuador. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Ecuador's chances are. Oh man, good game today. I think they deserved the uh, win against the uh, Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we did not get it. 
Netherlands did start off scoring by Gakpo in the fifth minute, I think, or something like that. Yeah, pretty. But again, that goal was because of one of our errors. Yeah. Mm. But after that, like, Netherlands were nowhere. Yeah. The first half wasn't too good for Ecuador, but we did play the we did play better than Netherlands, but it wasn't our best performance. But then second half, we just turned it on, and ended Valencia, man. Ecuador really surprised me. I didn't rate them at all this World Cup. A lot of people didn't. No, yeah, they surprised a lot of people. Yeah, they're a very young squad. That's very, good. very they're one young of the youngest squad. in the tournament. One of the youngest squad. I think they're third youngest. I, I think they're the youngest in in South Americans. Wow. Yeah, American, sure. youngest South American squad. Mm. Wow. But they just have so much passion and so much pride to play for Ecuador, and That's a lot good. of it's, I think all South American teams. Do. Oh yeah, like we all have pride and passion. To play for all South our, American our players would rather play for their country yes. than for their club. Oh, 100%. And you notice it with us too, like as just fans. I'd rather watch Ecuador play than watch Barcelona play. Yeah, yeah of course. Because I love watching my national team play. Facts. And the same thing for them. You know what I mean? You can tell the com- com- uh, what's the word? camaraderie, camaraderie. <laughs> the family. Like they all, they're all together. And you're talking about religion. Like Ecuador, there was videos of them praying before the games together at a hotel. That's just beautiful. Them praying. After the games, they pray. When they celebrate, they, they all they pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can tell like they're just one family. It's united. And it's like, we have so much good talent now that's playing abroad in Europe. Do you think this is like a golden generation? This might be the golden generation. I think this is not... We're, we're going to do well in this World Cup, but our players, like you're saying, they're young. So yeah, I think yeah. next World Cup, in the future, we're going to start to see these guys in their prime. Mm. But you, from what I saw from this game, we're looking so good, man. Yeah, One of our best defenders, Ian Kapier, he plays in Germany right now. Leverkusen. Leverkusen. Oh, okay. I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised if a big team starts to look at him. Yeah, he's having a good tournament. He's having a really talented. good tournament. Then we have another center back who's who's Poroso, who's plays for, I think plays in Ligue 1 or something. Troyes, I think. Troyes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's 20 years old, and he had. I think he played the best today in that back line. Our back line was nice, but he was one of the best defenders. He wasn't scared to go hard into Depay. He can't be. Then you have Caicedo. I can't say much more Brighton. than he's amazing yeah mm-hmm. the midfield so small he was very integral to our goal yeah he took it off the player like i don't know how he gets these legs around his player <laughs> but he gets the ball <laughs> off him plays it off to our, def- our winger whatever crosses it in yeah and then you have Enner valencia who's just he's a beast a beast bro he's he's in probably his best shape ever yeah. right now he's like hitting his prime his peak coming off Fenerbahce scoring like what 10 plus goals before he came into the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Pretty good. That's yeah. really good. Really good. Yeah. I think he has like 13 or 14 coming in. Not bad. Wow. Yeah, he's really hot right now. And now he's the third player or whatever. I, f- the, I forgot what the stat is, but he's the f- only third best. I think he's the only South American player to score like mm-hmm. the last in like the last six. six he scored like six. Like Ecuador's only goal mm. in the World Cup. But he also Cup has another thing. Like he's the only player to score in like. Consecutive games or something. I, I think it's six it consecutive games. Yeah, and World yes, Cups or something. Yes, like or that. some of that. Yeah, wow, super from cool. all players. And like, you can tell he's starting to realize what what he can do. And yeah, he's getting to his good positions. We have Plata, who's also nasty, really good on with the with the ball. And I think this year we can. I'm 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 I'd be happy with them just getting out of the group. Mm. That's that's what I wanted to happen. And you think they that, will though? I think they will. Yeah, they will. I, I think, think they, they will. will. You saw today. Netherlands weren't very good at all no they got lucky in their goal they don't have a very good attacking force mm-hmm. same thing goes to senegal i think yeah Mane. yeah there's no, there's no problem yeah. there's no party without money right yeah and i think that's when we'll be able to exploit them and we're in a hot streak right now yeah and like we're playing so well our, our gaffers you, you can tell our gaffer really loves he's not even ecuadorian where's he from i think he's argentinian pretty sure or oh. colombian okay 
but he said in an interview, he's like, I love these boys, man. They play together. Bro, he that. brought it. He taken the Rodriguez striker he that got subbed on. He doesn't even play for the first league, the first division in Ecuador. He yeah, plays for Argentina. the second division in oh, Ecuador. That's going to change. He brought him to the second. He's like, I brought him because I can tell the passion he has mm-hmm. for this team. And he said, the only thing I, 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 that hurts me is I should have brought him. I should have brought him sooner. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. You know what I mean? And, like, it just shows you how, like, there's so much quality in Ecuador that, that he brought someone from a second division yeah. Yeah. from Ecuador to come to the World Cup. This is his third appearance for Ecuador. That's crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. He's had three appearances for Ecuador, and two of them are in the World Cup. <laughs> That's oh. so crazy. <laughs> and he got Not subbed on. Pressure, though. And he got subbed on. <laughs> both. Damn. And you can tell, like, him, too. Like, it was... He was the gratitude he had to come in this world for like sure, before, bro. Before he got subbed on, he goes on the floor. He was praying. He yeah. was probably thought he was dreaming when he got the like, call up, bro. Exactly, and even after the game, when the whistle blows, he was praying. He was like, "Thank you for this opportunity." Like, yeah, that's when you can tell. Like, this guy's like, you you get the most from those type of people. Where like they're grateful yeah, for yeah. what they Appreciate have. Him, mm-hmm. Right? Some players are not like that, man. No. Like, oh, I deserve this. Congrats. I need this. This is me. Mm-hmm. This is I deserve. Like, be grateful for what you have, right? No. And I think those are the teams that are going to do good. Look at look, you can tell in this World Cup, a lot of upsets. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot ties. Of teams performing right, right. You have England tying to the U.S. Why? Because U.S. wanted it more. Yes, yeah. they're grateful to be in this situation. Yes, you, the, the England, the U.K. They're like, we should be here. We should be doing this. We should be doing. Like, but like, play. You got to do your thing. Yeah. And look, Japan as well. Amazing. You know, Korea played amazing. Right. Like these all small teams, Saudi Arabia. They're doing so good because yeah, they have this camaraderie between themselves. And they're grateful for what they have. Yeah, yeah. that's the one thing I love about the World Cup is that all the small teams are having mm. they get they're having their shine. That's yeah. why I love the World Cup, and yeah. that's what I love. But also, what I love, okay, this actually reminds me of um, like some of the senior players in uh-huh. the Premier League are just complaining how these young players are spoiled. They they keep saying like they're spoiled. Uh-huh. They, they're already social media stars before they become twenty five. They're ungrateful. But then the part of me was like, but that's only in England. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. only in England. That's yeah, only true. in Europe because there's so much attention. But mm-hmm. if you look away. We're having these stories, as you're saying. These are grateful dudes who just won one game. Just give me one game. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Joel Waterman for uh, for Canada. Mm-hmm. Right? Ismail Kone. Ismail Kone, this is his first year as a professional. I know, right? <laughs> I know. So crazy. And he's at a, he's at a World Cup. <laughs> Do you know how crazy that is? <laughs> first year as a professional. And he got rejected three times from the Impact Youth Academy. Crazy. And like now everyone's like, wow, what a find. And I'm like, imagine how much more of those, not just in Canada, but throughout the world. Throughout the world. Mm-hmm. That are just flying under the radar. Uh-huh. Exactly, right? Uh-huh. You know, give them a chance. Next thing you know, you have a baller that's like undeniable. And mm-hmm. and, and that's why I think you're gonna see a lot of Canadians coming out going 100%. to Europe after this. Yeah. This joke. World Cup, you're gonna see I think this whole team might start heading to Europe soon. <laughs> Maybe, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, and then you get more eyes coming to you know, from your from Europe, from these teams, big teams looking to the MLS, looking to Canadian yeah, football and they start picking out these players and that's what this World Cup is really doing for Canada. Yeah. You know, like we're not, we're probably not gonna do this so well, but that's not the point. I no. think our mission is to get eyes in Canada. Yes, I think Mourinho even said it. Like uh, I remember reading an interview uh, from Mourinho, mm-hmm. and he was saying he was talking about Alfonso Davies. He's like, what that guy did is the reason why more scouts are looking into Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like, if this guy comes out of Vancouver or Edmonton, wherever you want to put him, how much more of these guys are out there? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, th- I forget who interviewed Mourinho, but he pretty much says, like, trust me, more European scouts are in Canada looking for the next Davies. Interesting. So, as you said, it's only a matter of time. And yeah. 
Oh, we de- I think we deserve it. I, I think for sure, do. man. I think we do. And I think this game against Croatia is going to be a big one, too. Hope so. A lot of eyes on that game so what's Sunday. The, well, what are your score lines? What, what's your predictions? <laughs> we're, we're at that part of the, the podcast now, right? So, <laughs> uh, I'd say it's going to be tight, I think. 2 1. Who's scoring? 2 1 or 1 0. No. Who's going to score our first goal for Canada? Yeah. I don't know. Big question. That's what happened. That's what worried me last game. Semi Piet. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> <sighs> I think in my, I like the way Buchanan was playing. Uh, me too. He was very direct. He was just missing the, the, the final, mm. final thing. And I think that's what he's going to realize this game. Yeah. And I think this is the game where he's going to put it in the back of the net first. Agreed. He was amazing that game. Once they move them to the left side, yeah, completely different. Because it can be more direct that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was beautiful on the right, taking on those players, bro. He's so strong and so fast for mm-hmm. his height. Yes. Six feet tall, and he's like pacey as hell, bro. Yeah, they was going to play that. I forgot who it was. They were on a counterattack, Belgium. And you just see him. Right Roadrunner, bro. Yeah. Meet me. Like just bam. And just bothering everyone. He wasn't scared to tackle anyone. You saw him. He, was, he, was, he had some words for Witzel. As yeah. well, yeah. like he's not like scared that. to do that, and I, you want to see those players, man. Yeah, you want to see the attitude. Like, I'm not scared of you. You know, the yeah. first time I saw Buchanan play, it was in, against Montreal when he was in New England. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He came on like the 80th minute. It was at the Big O at the Olympic Stadium, mm-hmm. and the f- mm-hmm. moment it was a cross to him. I think the moment he touched the ball, I knew for Montreal we were screwed. Like, like <laughs> just the moment he touched the ball, I was like, this guy is so special. So I said, look him up. And I was like, oh, he's from Branton. Okay, he's mm. Canadian. <laughs> yeah. And then I think a few months later, he got called up to the U23 yeah. team. And then later, senior team. I think Buchanan's going to have... I'm, I'm just going to say this. I think his career might be bigger than Fonzie in the future. Ooh, really that's a big so. shout. Also, I hope so. I hope I really so. Hopefully, right? I really, I really like him. So. I like him. But it's just, there's a way he plays that's really endearing. Uh-huh. Where he's in your face. He's yeah. quick. Yeah. He's a good dribbler. He just needs to finish. Yeah. I think that and I think the, his decision making the final the mm-hmm. final the final, final thing balls. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. He, he sometimes he takes too long on the yeah. ball or he can just be passing it over or take a shot he tries too much a little bit but yeah. it comes with experience that, too, comes right? with experience that comes with his age he's still young yeah it comes with the right coach too yeah, yeah. and that too so I think I think he makes a bigger move after this I mean Belgium uh, uh, Club Bruges is big but like no, it needs yeah. to be bigger. He needs a bigger move. And I think he will if he continues this form right now. And I think he's going to get the, the first goal for Canada. 2-1. 2-1. So. What, b- what about you guys? 2-1, eh? What you got, Jimmy? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. It's going to be tight, man. Um, it's going to be a tight game. I think, I think it's going to be similar to the Belgium game where there's going to yeah. be like a lot of chances. Um, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals. I think it's. I think maybe be one now. This one here, I mm. think it's going to be definitely a midfield battle, and it's going to be you know Eustachio did well oh against De Bruyne. You know, nagged him, nagged him. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! But, that you was know, nasty. Oh my god! Heritage moment. But, you know, can you do the <laughs> same against Modric? Might be. It might be tough to do the same against Modric. So yeah. I think that's going to be yeah. a big thing. Um, and I think Croatia are going to want more of the ball. Like they're a very possession-based team, mm-hmm. where Belgium didn't mind letting us yeah. have the ball. Yeah. And I think that might even favor us a little bit, just because we do have players that play well on the counter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. a lot of speed. And you saw when Belgium sat back, yeah. we didn't have that player to unlock You're the right. defense. When I they like sat that. back, we mm. couldn't do anything. We were crossing balls in the box, color, and it was like, Ugh, and he, he couldn't really do much. Yeah. Um, I also don't think their keeper is as strong as Courtois. <laughs> those are beasts. Yeah, man. Right? So, so I think, good. you know, if we have those chances, 
you know, maybe their keeper doesn't, you know, make as many saves. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go 2-1. 2-1? Canada. First goal. Um, first goal. Joe David. Joe uh, David. I think Joe David had a lot of chances first game, and I think, you know, he's, he's going to, he kind of yeah. fell off second half a little bit, but I think a lot of it was he, he was covering a lot of ground. Yeah. He was dropping yeah. back yeah. to get the ball he a lot. Tired towards the end. He was tired at the end, yeah. Um, but I think he's going to have to be the key guy because, like, you know, of our forwards, like, he's the one that plays at the highest level, and he's going to be the one that needs to turn up against these, you know, really high-quality teams because at the end of the day, he's doing a week-in, week-out. He's brushing shoulders with these guys in the league yeah, true. that are playing at a high level, so he needs to really, uh-huh. you know, turn up and, you know, take take the offense because, you know, Fonzie is being tasked with a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you see him, he'll grab the ball in her own half. He'll take on players. Yeah, but he does too much too. But it's tough yeah, for him to much, do yeah. that and then also be the one that's going to be scoring the goal. Yeah. Exactly. You exactly. know, unless it's like a good link up, which you saw a couple times, but it's going to be a lot to ask for. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have to be really special. But I think, you know, David's going to be the one where, you know, if he can, you know, convert those chances, some of those balls yeah. into the box, he's, he's, gotta, a, he's a good show. He's got to convert those, man. What are you thinking, Matt? Uh, me personally, so my optimistic view, I'm saying 1-1. I feel like it's going to be a tough game against Croatia. Mm-hmm. I feel like Canada is still going to take, like, one more game to, like, finally, like, gel yeah. and kick into their stride. And I see, I don't know, man, I see Stakio set piece, mm. Kamal Miller header. Kamal Miller. Kamal okay. Miller. And his first okay. goal at the World Cup. I That's really? how I'm seeing it, bro. I love That's Kamal Miller. I love, I love But when you saw that vi- that picture of him crying during the... That was everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've really was... felt that, man, as a yeah. person, too. Just, love to see it, right? He's a fan. Just... I, I like Kamal Miller because even with Montreal, he's a very passionate player. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's the type of guy that would... He's the type of guy that would ride or die. And you want that guy with you. Um, I like that. I think Kamal Miller would... I want him to score the opening goal. I would say a lot about him, the quality sure. of player he is. I think Kyle Lehrman might score the opening goal. Kyle. You think he starts? I don't think he'll do it by starting. Mm. Off the bench? Off the bench, power sub. Super sub? Okay. Yeah, like I, there's something about his demeanor in front of net that I feel it's a little more composed yeah. than Jonathan David. Yeah. Yes. You know what and I mean? I kind of felt that last game too. Like, yeah, he had headers that weren't on target, but he was there. He was mm-hmm. there. He was you always a threat. He was a threat. He was a different type of... He's a different type of threat. He's big. He's a big body. Yeah. Strong. And he brings something different to the team. Like we're all, a lot of, a lot of all these players are very pacey, you know, very yeah. small, very technical, but he's just straight up poacher. That's it. And that's why I want him to start, to be honest. And yeah. I, th- I like Hoylet off the bench. I know Hoylet's good and he can start and he brings something else for the team. Yeah. But we have what already, what we, what he brings to the team on the field already. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we have players who can pass. We have players who are pacey. We have players who can dribble. We don't have a, a, a player like Laren on the field. Poacher. Yeah. We don't have a poacher. We don't have a guy with a big body, big presence. Who He might not get the ball, but he'll bring a defender in. Yeah. You know, play a wall pass with him. Yeah, I, th- I think he needs to start because he's a different different player, man. He's a different player we don't have on the field. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think the lineup against Croatia is going to be different. I think so. That's I why. Think it has to be different. How many players different. do you think are, are subbed out? That's a really good question. Uh, I think the defense is going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. I think Alistair Johnson is going to stay at full at wing back. Yeah. I think Fonzie was playing. He was playing wing back, right? It was like a three four three. It was like a three four three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I think Alistair was playing almost as like a right center back. Yeah, and yeah. Richie was playing was almost Richie. as a wing back. That's Richie, right. Richie had a Richie. good game. Bro, Richie, Richie had a fantastic solid. game. Oh my gosh, so, Richie, bro! I How was he not playing for Nottingham Forest? <laughs> <laughs> but I think like the back three is the same. The full ah. backs are the same. I think midfield. I don't want. Do you don't think Atiba starts? I, I think, think he, has sh- to start. he should start because he, he was really start. good. He played he was, well. Yeah. 
He was like, breaking up he was the, the play, and I yes. think that's that's what you need him. Yeah, like let him play the first sixty minutes, and yeah. then exactly because like, right? he was doing all the dirty work. He was being all he was being very um, very aggressive physically, yes. and Ustaki was doing all the finesse stuff, exactly, mm-hmm. which was a good balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if Hoylet will start, but, but I like him. I really like him. I do too, but I like him off the bench. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just trying to think. What else is? Uh, what else I think we, everything else stays. You I have Davies, you have Joe David. Or they somehow make Jonathan David and Kyle Lawrence start together. That's what I think. That's Maybe. why I think Hoyle comes off. You have Jonathan David start and you play a 3-5-2. Yeah. The yeah, midfielder yeah. comes in. Maybe. Yeah, I just... Yeah, but, uh, that's the thing, right? Our midfield, I think... No, 3-4-3, three, three, you play Joe David as a... As a f- Almost like off the off, striker off, with Tejan. Off a striker, yeah. That's yeah. Right. I think our midfields are off a striker, yeah. Part. That's what I'm saying, and then you have Larea, who's going to be going up a lot. So maybe Davies drops there, or when Larea goes up, he kind of drops back, or even or even have Osorio play as one of the top three. Yeah, if you want to take that risk, if he's fit enough, <sighs> yeah, fit I think he'll start Osorio because like because Osorio plays amazing for Canada. He does. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, he turns up. I don't like him in a TFC jersey, but like he's fantastic <laughs> in a Canada jersey. And yeah. if he starts, he's the kind of guy that you can see getting that first goal for Canada because Maybe, he's right? had so many Maybe. big goals. Yeah, yeah he sure. has had big goals. Right? And, and he plays well in big games. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so right, it's right. like, you know, if he gets to start, or maybe if it's nil-nil, that wouldn't he's surprise off the me. bench. You, know? you never know, right? It wouldn't surprise me he comes off the uh, starts, but I think the three subs definitely are him first. Sorry, Harlot, him, and uh, Kone. Kone. Those are the three subs you're going mm. to. Maybe, maybe I don't think Ishmael Kone starts. I don't think he'll start. No. Oh, I think Adekubi should start. Adekubi brings something well. else too. That's yeah. the thing too. Maybe Adekubi starts and you see uh, Fonzie go up. Fonzie Pushed go up. up. Yeah. Actually, that makes more sense to me. That makes a little more sense because then uh, he's more defensive than you have. Davies more of attacking force. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that can happen too. Actually, I think so. And maybe. I think Kone will come off the bench because, like, I love him. I love yeah. that kid. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's destined for something amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the first 10, 15, 20 minutes. Oh, you can tell he was, he was, uh, yeah. But the first 10 minutes, he looked comfortable. He looked good. And then he sort of dissipated as the game moved he started on. Nervous. He was passing it back a he lot. He seemed nervous yeah. to like go forward. Go forward, yes. And I he didn't want to make a mistake. It's, it's, it's fair though, can like given him? his circumstances. I'd be nervous right? too. And he's younger than us. Yeah. 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 And like I said, his first year being a professional. <laughs> right, that's uncanny. You know what pressure that is? People don't understand how much pressure that is. Of course, he's going to be passing it back and t- uh, being uh, cautious. Yeah. Playing cautiously. I have to. Imagine I mess up. My first year professional, I come in here and I mess up and then they score on us. No, that's what I'm saying. Fault. Yeah. It's, uh, well, like, uh, I kind of I want to see him score a goal, though. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. That'd be and, sick. Uh, which also means he's definitely leaving Montreal, which is <laughs> Oh, yeah, if he scores a goal, he's gone. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. He scores a goal, he's gone. He's gone, but if he scores a goal, it's, it's 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's definitely gone, yeah. <laughs> I, I like what you say without Akubi, though. Maybe you put him as... A, you start him. Yeah. He did then, well when he came on. Yeah, he did. Maybe you start solid. him, be a little bit more defensively minded. Because when, when Davies is playing left, mid, left wing back, he's mm-hmm. obviously more attacking, right? So, Yeah. You just leave Davies up there. I think the only player you take... I think it'll be the mostly the same team, just Hoylet. If anything, think so. It'll be like the one, else, the one rotation. Take anyone else out? It's hard to, it's hard to mess you around can't. with that eleven because, yeah, because they Lurian, played well. Like everyone why brought, mess up that exactly. That, that and gel, I think you know? everyone else brings their own thing. Yeah, that's why I think Hoylet brings something that we already have on the field that mm. you can bring on later on. Okay, when everyone's yeah. tired. That's a good point. Bring him on. He has pace now. Yeah, and also you a great know? dribbler. And he's a great dribbler. We already have great dribblers though. But now when he's mm. off, so when he's off, when he's off the bench. The pace and everything. Maybe you bring another Kubian, which is a bit more defensive. You bring Davies up top now. Yeah, you know. Uh, all I ask is that 
I hope nobody tries to be the hero. Yeah. Like like the freaking game that just passed. Mm-hmm. Yes, where it's like... <sighs> Davies shouldn't be taking that freaking penalty. <laughs> That's it. And like for me, it's just like, I understand you want to be heroes and I respect that because y'all, you all you need big egos of to course, reach you to this level. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, it's our first time in the World Cup in uh-huh. like 30-something years. Just think about winning. Right. Yeah. Because if this entire... If this entire ethos of the Canadian national team is that we're one team, one, team, one, one brotherhood, yeah. as they keep saying, uh-huh. then please display that. <laughs> you didn't feel it. You didn't feel it when they're when they're in the final third. Like everyone wanted, and I don't blame them too. Yeah, maybe we're being. But a then you also do blame them because. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like if you're in that position, I have that thing in the back of my head. Like I could be the first player to score yeah. for Canada. Yeah, like, it's tough. It's tough. It's gonna be me. It could be me. It could be me. But I don't know. In in that first game, I also don't think they were going into it with the expectation that they were going to be seeing so much of the ball yeah. against yeah, the number two fair. ranked team in the world. And I I think the play the way we lined up, we weren't expecting to have that much of the ball, mm-hmm. and there wasn't really a player that can unlock the defense, right? So I think I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's gonna be excited. I'm excited for for Derby House. Yeah, this Sunday. Well, uh, well, yeah. By the time this comes out, it'll be too late. But <laughs> there'll be more Derby Houses events yeah, in Toronto. We're gonna have one in Montreal uh, for World Cup final, December eighteen. It's gonna, yeah. So if you're if you're in Montreal, come by Derby House. It's there at Beaubien, uh, Avenue Beaubien. Uh, yeah. What was your? Did you say your prediction? Yeah, what's your prediction? Oh, Quick uh, prediction. <laughs> I think it's gonna be one nil. One nil. Yeah. I think it was gonna be a tight it's gonna be game. A very tight, tight game. And I think, like I said, I think Cal Laren's going to score the first goal. Mm. Uh, I would love to see that, too. I would love to see that, too. Shout out Kyle Laren. Either <laughs> way, I just as long as we win, that's all I care about, That's all I care about, too. That's all I care about. Yeah. Uh, I will end off there, boys. Yeah. 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 Thanks again, Jason, Thanks, for, Jason, for coming man. by. It was, it, was, it was a pleasure. I know this has been you. in the works for a while. Yeah. <laughs> tough, to, uh, tough to line up sometimes, especially when you're coming from a different city. But, uh, all good. Thanks for carving out the time to yeah. uh, to no, come thanks by. Thanks for having and, me. Yeah. I was looking forward to this all week. I was I really excited. So I want I want next time you come by with everyone. That would be sick. Can, be sick. can we all fit? We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll make it <laughs> if it's not here, we'll go somewhere else. But I we want had what? How many guys at one time? Like eight, nine? Yeah, we had a, we had a good one podcast. It was it was tight and it was definitely hot. <laughs> but it worked out. <laughs> yeah, but it worked out. Right. Okay. And even if it's not here, somewhere else, we should definitely like we'll figure something. We'll find a venue. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because we're six. Yeah. Okay, we can fit. No, we'll get some. Even if it's not here, we'll find a venue. It would be cool to do six. something. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be twelve total. Yeah, maybe uh, something after the World Cup. It's like trying cool. to get the Wu Tang Clan together. Huh? It's <laughs> exciting. It's not easy, <laughs> but it has to happen. <laughs> I'm down. No, no. I, we'll try to. We'll make it happen. Yeah, we'll make sure. it happen yeah, for sure. And then we gotta reach. We gotta reach Montreal one day too. Yeah. Please come yeah. by. Like I said, bring yeah. your boots. We'll go play pickup. I'm actually really hyped for, hyped for that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Than anything, Even if you sick. come in the winter, I'll I'll figure something out. I'll make yeah. a, shovel. a nice indoor indoor a shovel. We've done that before. No, we've brought in shovels before. We, we got I have an indoor pitch that we can go to where we're, we're okay, okay. Yeah, go. all right man anything you want to say to the to the camera yeah any last words yeah thanks for having me <laughs> uh thanks for watching hey. thanks for being audience I appreciate you all <laughs> and um uh, you can follow me at the soccer pilgrim on Instagram uh soccer pilgrim on Spotify Apple podcasts Google podcasts whatever podcast platform um and yeah just subscribe to Darby yeah of course shout, out, Darby. shout, shout out. out yeah uh Guys. follow Darby uh, I wrote a story there. I write stories for the magazine. It was each edition. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and like I said, thanks for having me, man. I'm really grateful to be here. Appreciate like, you I, coming uh, on, man. Oh, I was really looking forward to this. Man, it was like you're one of us, bro. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you just kept on talking. Man. Yeah. yeah, I felt comfortable. <laughs> I felt yeah. very comfortable here. Thanks, guys. There you go, man. Easy one. But yeah, and boys, that's that. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Be the culture, man. Be the culture. culture. And with you. that, we out. Laters. Oh, Canada. <laughs> Let's go.